VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Warning. The Drunken Peasants podcast is full of comedic exaggerations, independent thought, insensitivity, and other offensive content. We strongly urge all viewers and listeners to keep their brains and their skulls throughout the entire duration of this podcast. Failure to do so will result in immediate death. If you wish to support this podcast, there are several ways to do so. First, you can sign up for a free audiobook trial at audibletrial.com forward slash drunken peasants. Audible is the foremost seller of audiobooks today with hundreds of thousands of titles to satisfy all manner of tastes. Second, if you shop on Amazon.com, please use the Amazon affiliate links in the description section of this video. Every purchase you make helps to support this podcast's existence. Third, please peruse our merchandise and see if any of it strikes your fancy. We sell a lot of t-shirts, so we must be doing something right. One more thing before I go. To make an official submission to the Drunken Peasants, whether it be a video for one of our segments, or fan art, or a picture of you wearing one of our shirts, or anything you think we might want to use on the show, that stuff needs to be sent to the Drunken Peasants Facebook inbox. Please do not send correspondence, as this will be deleted unread. With all that shit out of the way, it's time to begin the show. From the frigid armpit of America, this is the Drunken Peasants Podcast with Ben and TJ, bringing you opinions of the news from an altered perspective. Fuck it! <laughs> you got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. I don't have facts to back this up. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, atheist? You okay. You're nothing, okay. TJ. You're garbage. Okay. I just want to no, no, be no, light. No, You're no, garbage, no, no, no. And now, here are your hosts, Ben and TJ. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. Fucking thing sucks. Hello, welcome to the Drunken Peasants Podcast, episode 299, the first one in the new DP studio. As you can see, one episode. Extremely impressive. Smoke weed every day. Yeah. yeah, blank walls. Yeah, there's nothing on the walls. We'll yet. probably get some posters soon. Yeah, we're going to put some shit up in here. And uh, hopefully as things progress, you'll see uh, with greater <laughs> scope and clarity what our studio looks like. I just want to not apologize to the audience for being late because I had very uh, critical and pressing issues. Like, I had to uh, like pick some shit out of my uh, toenails, so I apologize. You should apologize to Kyle Kuklinski, dude. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not apologizing to Noam Chomsky there, buddy. Noam, Noam. Chomsky. Wow. Garden Noam Chomsky, man. I can tell you, I can the tell everybody that the the, uh, the new studio is impressive from my perspective as of right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. It may not look like much to the people yet because there's no posters up. This is pretty badass. Yeah, yeah we hmm. got two giant if, tables. If only, us. if only two of the people here had helped us set up. Hmm. Yeah. <sighs> hmm. What I helped. What? what? <laughs> Help set up? No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. <laughs> me, How the fuck did me, you help dude, me set and Ben up? were here I at nine. Plugged in that coaxial cable to that thing. Okay, you're what? you're joking. You're garbage, dude. I you're call. Ch- I, you know, and I helped Scotty. You didn't even you know. call. We did it online. 
Yeah. And I did half of that, so you barely did anything. What? You said yeah, I didn't and, do and anything. You know what? And you know what? TJ didn't help with the teardown either yesterday. Nope. So yeah. he, he, uh, he helped conspicuous uh, in my zero absence. fucking percent with the move here. As it should be. Oh, whatever, dude. You fucking <sighs> Well, I mean, it was done right, so hey, I guess I, so. I, uh... Micro... I, pay, I paid for your guys' expensive dinners last night, so you Damn. wouldn't give you a only, shit about this. You all, okay, yeah, you did it. So, <laughs> no, the deal wasn't that we couldn't give you shit about it. The deal was that you didn't have to help. Yep. <laughs> That's true. That's exactly it. That's true. But a gracious person wouldn't give me shit. Whatever. That's fine. Be I don't gracious. Have to be gracious. Yeah, no, I'm not, gracious. I'm not, and I'm not gracious. Yeah, man. whatever. You guys are scum. You guys are scum. <laughs> whatever, dude. So, let's get Kyle on. He's waited long enough. Bring on the guest. Bring on the cuck. The cuck. Bring on the beta cuck. Bring on the lesbian softball coach beta cuck. <laughs> it's just too easy with some people. Oh, it's just too easy. The wall. It's too easy to destroy him. Oh, God. Hey, guys. Hey, how's it going, Kyle? Hello. I'm good. What's up, everybody? We're just talking about your lesbian softball coachness, <laughs> and, your, and how much what of a cuck what a cuck you are, and how your real name is Kyle Cucklinsky. You know? <laughs> I didn't know what a cuck was until like this year. Yeah, well, it's it, it's funny because most people discovered the word this year, and this is the year it also became meaningless. So they they drove it into the ground before most people knew what it was. Yeah. When did fag go, like, out of fashion and it's no longer acceptable in PC culture? When was that on the way out? Like, four years ago, three years ago? I mean, it never left me. <laughs> I'm still I'm still <laughs> fine with the word. Um, but, yeah. yeah. Fag has gone away, but faggot has made a comeback. Yeah. I know some people call people faggots now. Like, you're not a fag, yeah. you're a faggot. Pretty yeah. much everyone I call a fag or a faggot isn't gay. Yeah? yeah. No, that's right. You guys yeah. remember that South Park episode? I, I think I, I subscribe to their approach to it. Like, in that episode, for people who don't know, they keep, you know, they call people fags, and the, all the parents are, like, upset. Like, oh, how could you say that? That's so homophobic. And then they're like, no, 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 we don't mean he's, like, gay. We mean he's not like he's a homosexual, like he's a fag. Yeah, he's and a total fag. Yeah, and they're yeah. saying it in regards to the bikers, these, like, <laughs> dumbass bikers who ride around, and they're like, bah, 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 in the episode, they, like, make the noise with their mouth. And it's like, yeah, no, we don't mean he's, they're gay. We just mean they're fags. Yeah. That, that like, dichotomy, it's hard for people to get that. Like, no, it doesn't. that doesn't mean the same thing. Like, we're not saying we hate gay people. It's just, you know, something that was part of how you would go after people growing up if you're just ribbing them. People are pretty slow on the uptake. Um I gotta thank you while you're here because you did help me win a thousand dollars against Scotty here. Well, me and Scotty had a little bet going that uh, wrong. Whatever. <laughs> I said Trump was gonna win. Scotty said really? Hillary was gonna win. Wrong. We had a bet for a thousand dollars, and for the weeks leading up to it, as the polls looked worse and worse for Trump, I was more like, ah, oh, shit, I lost this money. <laughs> fucking Kyle Kalinsky fucking made me think Trump had a chance. Oh, okay, because I was going to say, my prediction, I did a, a, a prediction video beforehand, and my guess was that Hillary would get about 279 electoral votes, and she would eke it out. So I was like, how did, where did you get that I thought well, no, Trump no, I mean, like, when, when you started, it was when you started making, when you were making videos laying out, cautioning the Hillary Clinton campaign and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Like, right. uh, it was like, oh, you know, look, Trump's running a better campaign. Look, Hillary Clinton's running oh, yeah. a campaign on PC outrage. You know, you kept pointing oh, yeah. things out. And the more I looked at it, the more I'm like, you know, he's right. 
yeah, this is all no. bullshit. This is a terribly run campaign. She's going to lose. And then I fucking yeah. made the $1,000 bet. Well, I mean, it was a $500 bet. It got doubled or nothing at some point, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, everybody, like, everybody was surprised. Even myself, like, I was a little shocked at the results, but... The reality is we really shouldn't have been because, you, you, I mean, you just said it right there. When you look at how Hillary ran her campaign, I mean, the whole fucking thing was like stronger together and break down to barriers. And like anybody, everybody looks at that. Nobody looks at that and goes, oh, yeah, that's so profound. It's just you just sound like a prick. The entire press just treated this all like it was just an extended coronation of Queen Hillary. They yes. really did. So to see and that every, scepter I, wrench out of her hands, I mean, even though I'm not the most thrilled in the world about Trump, I am happy to see that she doesn't just get to be president because she kicked and screamed and said it should be hers. I would pay so much money to be a, a fly on the wall in the room the moment that she knew it's totally over, her and her campaign people. There was a story that they, they popped champagne Early oh. in the day on Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> wow. And, and you know Damn. she was butthurt because she didn't even give a concession speech that night. Yes. I doubt she even wrote one. She had, she had this big like arena full of, or auditorium full of people, you know, ready to <laughs> cheer her on as the president-elect, and she didn't even come out. That was the, <laughs> that was the ultimate fuck you from Hillary Clinton. It was, it was the perfect shit end to a horrifyingly bad campaign. All the people that were there, your closest supporters, your friends, your family are all gathered around to support you that day, and you couldn't even come out and say thank you? Send out Podesta to be like, yeah, we, we, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Every vote counts. Tomorrow. Keep counting. Keep counting, guys. <laughs> They so, were in the um, Jacob Javits Center in, in New York City, and I heard that the reason why they did it there is because there was a literal glass ceiling in the Javits Center, and she wanted yeah. to make a whole big thing about, like, I'm the first woman president, I broke oh. the glass ceiling. Uh, and it was well, you know what? That womp, glass ceiling womp. is still there at the yeah. fucking center. Wow. <laughs> As it, that is so corny. It is. Yeah. She, no, probably wanted, she probably did the whole thing just so she could look up and be like, well, you know, the we smashed is, it. Think of how out of touch they really were, though, because the entire campaign was run like it was 1992. Like she, oh she thought the more she acted like a like a fake robotic politician, the more on message she was. She like Trump. The the thing about Trump that I actually really like is that he really changed the game of politics. Like now you can go out there and speak in like broken sentences and just say whatever the fuck, and that's not necessarily a liability. So the whole, like, textbook on how to run a campaign is totally thrown out. And it's actually not just Trump. We could say Bernie, too, was a big part of that, because this dude would go out there and just looking all schlubby and, like, hunchback and everything, just just saying whatever, yeah. and it would work. It would resonate because people thought, oh, that's authentic, as opposed to Hillary, who was so polished that it barely looked human. Uh, it, I think it barely looks human because it barely is human. She, she barely <laughs> is human. Um no, I mean I'm I'm serious. But the the thing, what do you think about this uh, this Jeff Sessions uh, attorney general fucking nomination? This this happened Terrible. right here. Yeah, I Terrible. agree. Terrible. So I was afraid that like I with Trump, I didn't know if I, if we're gonna get like a hundred percent. Like he he'll go in there and he'll be like, oh fuck, I'm way over my head, and then he just picks the most establishment people ever. Or if he'd go in there and still be like bullheaded and say, no no no, I got this shit, and basically do whatever the fuck he wants. Either one of them, I'm not sure, is necessarily good, but picking people like Jeff Sessions, that just means that he went in there and he was like, okay, 
who are the the far right Republicans who've been in here forever? I'm just going to pick them because I'm a Republican president. So I'm just going to go through the motions and go with somebody like Jeff Sessions. And Jeff Sessions is as bad as it gets, man. Jeff Sessions said, like, if you smoke marijuana, you're not a good person. Yeah, I, I have the quotes right here. But, but an early Trump supporter, too. This though. is uh, this is Sessions yep. saying we need grownups in charge in Washington to say marijuana is not the kind of thing that ought to be legalized. Fuck it ought you. to be minimized. Fuck you, Jeff Sessions. That it's, in fact, a real danger. I think no, one of Obama's great failures, it's obvious to me, is his lax treatment and comments on marijuana. It reverses 20 years, almost, of hostility to drugs that began when Nancy Reagan said, just say no. Wow. No, I, you Hideous. know what? I, I really can't overstate how bad it is that he might be attorney general, because one of the points I always make about marijuana laws is that I feel like, you know, liberals kind of get they just forget that this can be temporary. We tend to think of it as like the trends of history moving in the right direction. But since at a federal level, marijuana is still illegal, that means because of the way our constitution works with the supremacy clause, that means that it, it's totally legal for the executive branch to just say, shut it all down in California, shut it all down in Colorado, shut it all down in Washington, and it they are well within their rights. And the states have no recourse. They could go to court, but they'd lose on day one because it doesn't matter if your state laws legalized it. Federal law overrides state law. So yeah. if, if yep. Donald Trump looks the other way and, and says, Jeff, have at him then we're really fucked and we'll really be rolling you know, the clock back on marijuana uh, progress. Every time when a liberal gets elected and these conservatives all go out and buy a bunch of guns, I laugh at them. But now I'm fixing to go get a shitload of weed. Fixing, Dude. fixing to do it. I'm going to get Dude. a fucking stockpile going. Why not? I did, I did that with Kratom. Kratom <laughs> you've heard of Kratom, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, the DEA, they were like, hmm, maybe we should ban this because there's absolutely nothing fucking wrong with it, and it helps people. It's a recreational drug that people like, like me. A lot of people used it who were addicted to pain pills, and it got them off of it. Some people used it who were addicted to heroin. It helps some people with PTSD, some people with anxiety. It's a lot like marijuana in that respect. Sounds but like so it has to be stopped. Exactly. So the DEA was like, yeah, now let's, uh, let's make this a Schedule 1. I'm like, what the fuck? So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to I'll buy go bulk, buy like a thousand dollars worth of it and I'll say, OK, I'll be OK for myself, even though it, they shouldn't fucking ban it. It's insane. They would even consider it. What is your uh, what's your read on Trump so far? Because we're talking about how he's kind of sort of started to pick these really establishment far right Republican people to start filling out his his cabinet with. But he's moderated his his rhetoric i mean it was almost immediate his concession speech was not what i expected Cons and from there session but or, sorry his, his acceptance sorry it actually felt I'm like a concession speech though. <laughs> it, it really did it really did because he came out kind of sad yeah. and forlorn and it's like i don't know it was a very weird moment yeah. but yeah what do you think about uh what do you think is in the mystery box of trump at this point what's your best you know, guess I really don't know, but here's what I'm really interested to see, the reaction from his, the people who supported him, because during the primary and during the general election, it felt like no matter what he said, they would always just come out and swing for Daddy Trump. So what I'm really interested in is if he acts a lot more moderate than he campaigned, are the people in his base, like the thing he said about gay marriage, he was like, yeah, I'm fine with it, basically. So are the people in his base, like evangelicals voted for him in gigantic numbers. Are they going to look at that and go, hey, man, what the fuck? Yeah, are they going mean, to or are they going to do what they did with Bush and Reagan and go, well, you know, we're you know, we'll fall back and act like we'll just be authoritarians and say we'll rent our brain out to our daddy and whatever he says is OK.
So. I really feel like it depends on what he tries to make his signature first big presidential accomplishment. Build the wall. I would, if I were in Trump's position and I made that litany of promises, the wall actually is the one I would probably focus on. Yeah, and I gotta say, and this might make me people on the left mad at me. I'm am incredibly indifferent to the idea of a wall. Me too. I don't. Yep. Yeah, I don't think it makes it doesn't make you a bigot to build a wall. Does it? There's nothing. You know what it is? It's it really is akin to just, oh, you know, you have neighbors and you put a fence up. Sure. Like, ooh, I, how TJ crazy. And I, TJ and I had a conversation about this shortly after Trump was elected about how the wall could be a good thing overall. Uh, it could put thousands and thousands of people to work for a long time. And then you've got this labor force after we've built the wall. Why not put them to work rebuilding this, infra you know, because Trump has always been talking about our crumbling infrastructure, our bridges, our roads, our inner cities. Put these people to work as kind of a traveling United States labor force to fix up some of this shit that's been withering on the vine all these years. You know, and you could fix it at the same time. I mean, I think the wall is ineffectual. I don't really think it's going to be. I think it's kind of stupid. Totally ineffectual. I mean, like, if I was Trump, I, it's the thing I'd focus on because it really is the kind of, like, I think more, the more people actually think about it, the more it's like, eh, who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. Money, but, you know, so if, what? If I, if I was president, I would never, like, sit down, and, all right, let's plan out a wall. Like, I don't give a shit enough to do that, but, you know, am I going to be really angry if they build a wall? No. I think there are about 9,013 other things he said and maybe wants to do that would really piss me off versus so, that. That kind of brings up a question. What, what what do you think like scares you the most about potentially what could happen in a Trump presidency? Like what's the worst thing you could see him doing? That's a great question. Um, I there's there's a lot. I, I think a lot of stuff I, I really think he, he has like a really strong, impulsive authoritarian side of him where, you know, he he, sh he sued Bill Maher because Bill Maher made a joke about him. He sued the Onion over a satire article. He he said we need to open up our libel laws so that you know he can go after the media. He said he likes the idea of having free speech laws that are a lot more like England, which by the way their laws are a fucking disaster because it opens the door to hate speech and all all kinds of bullshit. The United States are with our Constitution and the First Amendment, we're really lucky because we really get to say a lot of fucking shit, and you know it, we get away with it. He's like, because he's so thin-skinned, I fear what happens to freedom of the press. I fear what happens with civil liberties. I mean, the shit he said about we have to take out their families, talking about killing civilians in the Middle East. I mean, that's fucking crazy. That's like crossing a line that's hard to go back. Like, And Obama, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's killed many of innocent civilian, many innocent civilians with drones. And obviously Bush killed massive numbers of innocent civilians too. But I feel like there's such a big difference between walking into the president's office and saying, Mr. President, we killed civilians, and the president going, oh, fuck, you got to do better, versus if you tell Trump and Trump's really like, and whatever i, I mean but yeah what, what administration is not especially the united states is not going to have lots of civilian casualties i mean that, that's like pretty much going into that you know i kind of wonder though happen. i, I kind of wonder though kyle like is it is it is it like um could you see it from the perspective of like at least he's fucking honest about what we're actually doing and how we actually fight these wars no that's yeah how I, I feel no totally i went i went back and forth on that exact point in my mind which is like the neoconservatives did all these grotesque things but they would lie and they'd say no 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 we're not torturing we're doing enhanced interrogation and we're really good people and all this stuff with trump he just drops the veneer so on the one hand yeah it's much more honest 
But then on the other hand, uh, you know, the precedent that sets is bad because then what you're doing is you're broadcasting to the rest of the world that, look, we don't give a fuck about Magna Carta and the International Criminal Court and the Geneva Conventions and the Nuremberg Tribunal. So you guys go ahead and go nuts, too. And then you give a green light to fucking Iran to torture. You give a green light to all the different countries who are our enemies to torture. And I don't think anybody should be torturing. I don't think anybody should be doing any of that shit. So it, it, with him, I don't know. I also, I'm also scared about some economic stuff. I, I'm actually hopeful about TPP that he will block that and he will stick to his word. Though, again, I really don't know about that, but I'm hopeful about that. I'm hopeful about— Pretty big campaign um, promise. That's true, but, I mean, Hillary had to say in the debates multiple times against Bernie, like, I'm not for TPP either, but I fear that Trump might do the same thing that Hillary did, or Hillary was going to do, which I think we all know she would have passed TPP oh, yeah. in oh, one yes. way or another. But I feel like Trump might do the same thing, which is you go in there, you change a few provisions, and then you come out and say, no, 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 it's this new, is no longer fixed. TPP. This is a tremendous deal. This is the Trump right. trade deal. Me and T- oh, I'm sorry. Right. No, no, go ahead. Oh, me and me and TJ had the exact same conversation with TPP. We're like, oh, they're, just, they're they'll change the name, they'll change it, they'll they'll take off one page and they'll put a new page in, and they go, look, it's a different deal. It's all yeah. fixed. Yeah, oh, they're they're good at doing that. What was that big thing that everybody was messed up about like four or five years ago? Sopa. Sopa. Yeah, Sopa, and then it became Pipa, and then it became Sispa. Sispa. I mean, they just they they just rename it until finally you know a weary Congress passes it, and, and the sp- American uh, people get tired of. And they spy anyways, Paul. They they, they do it anyways. They of, don't co- of course, yeah, of course they do. That's that's another thing, by the way. Net neutrality, I f- I feel like is something that. Trump might just randomly put on the chopping block if he gets enough pressure from corporations. So that would make it so that, like, you know, Internet service providers could just slow down service to certain websites and just demand basically bribes to get the Internet fast lane. So it's all these, like, little things that you didn't think about before. Oh, when it comes to the FDA and the EPA, forget it. Those are gone. Those are done. I mean, I covered the story the other day. Rick Perry, he's he's thinking about putting as the head of uh, the, the Department of Energy. And meanwhile, Rick Perry said, I want to eliminate the Department of Energy. Right. So he's, he's doing the oldest trick in the book, which is I'm going to appoint people to head the EPA, the FDA, the Department of Energy who don't believe in it. So they'll just sit on their ass and let people do whatever they want. Like climate change is a big issue where I don't think there was an equivalence between Trump and Hillary. I think Trump is just significantly worse. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you, how, how crazy are you being driven right now? by the left and the right and the crazy levels of just irrationality that exist on both sides. Um, yeah. I'll give you one example before I let you, you, you riff on it. Like this racism thing. I feel like the left now declares that anything that's even the least bit like a racial joke or something like that, that's the most racist. You might as well be in the clan. And on the right wing, you can have someone being like, you know who fucking ought to all die? Niggers. And like, that's racist. And they're like, no, no, that's, that's not racist. What he said was not racist, okay? It's like, I don't understand. One side says everything's racist. One side says nothing's racist. What's going on? Yeah, I, you know, I, one thing that's gotten me a little, actually a lot angry, and I think it's a, one of the main reasons why Trump won, is that a lot of the arguments against him were just coming from a deep, deep liberal bubble where like they would argue things and they would just expect you to know like the previous arguments that have been made to come to that conclusion. So let me give you an example. I think like The Atlantic wrote a piece and they'd rarely, if ever, endorse um, presidential candidates. And they basically said not Trump. So uh, endorsing Hillary. And 
you know, they said like, oh, he's a racist, sexist, xenophobic, bigot, so on and so forth. And like, I'm reading the article and I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, I, I actually think those things are true. <laughs> I actually think he is all of those things. But at no point in the article did you say, here are the exact reasons why he's those things. Like, okay, let's talk about how we said keep 1.6 billion Muslims out of the country, kick out 11 million undocumented immigrants, you know, do law and order. We need to do um, stop and frisk for everywhere in the country, even though it's been proven that it's overwhelmingly used to crack down on black people. And, you know, the overwhelming majority of stops of those black people yield nothing. So you're just taking away their Fourth Amendment oh. rights. You have no probable cause. So, like, oh, but I was waiting for the— aggressive. such a I, I was— I was cook. waiting for the argument. Like, they never made the argument of, hey, here's why he's, you know, xenophobic, bigoted. They just assumed uh, that people knew it. So when you say the, that... The Bannon thing, dude. I right, was looking but at when, this, when the he, appointment. Oh, go ahead. So when you say that over and over, like, I feel like a lot of people who are not racist and are not bad people just go, all right, I got it. That's the argument you use against Trump. He's racist. Next. And yeah. I feel like you're failing miserably when you do that because there's a lot of real reasons to fear a Trump presidency and people were not making those actual arguments as to why you should fear a Trump presidency. Like, for example, when he said um, he would make a deal, make a deal on the debt. Yeah, that's what I do. When I go bankrupt, I go and I, and I negotiate and I just tell them, you're going to get half. You're going to get half is what you're going to get. Like, <laughs> asshole, you can't do that. The dollar is the world reserve currency, and that would mean a global economic crash. But nobody talks about that. They talk about, oh, he's just a bigot. And then they don't even explain yeah, why he's a bigot. It's because both sides try to appeal to, like, simpletons. It's like, Trump bad, Trump racist. Hillary bad, Hillary Benghazi. She killed, right. she do bad email, things. Email, email. Email, she delete email that, you know, that bad. It's like, people understand that. If anything requires more than, like, one step of explanation, like, this plus this equals bad. Yeah. If you, if, you're, if you have to, like, guide people through a chain of events, then they just lose it. Like, what? I'm lost. Well, when you make everything lost racist. Lost my attention span. When you make everything racist, the word racist then loses its power. Just like we were talking about cuck earlier. Cuck has lost any meaning or power because everything's a cuck. Everyone's a beta. Everyone's autistic. Everyone is this. So you just don't, at, at a point, you just, you tune it out. You go, okay, Trump's racist, whatever. You don't care. Did, did you guys notice during the election that I saw this on my channel and I was actually, like, amazed by it. Like, you could sense by the mood on the internet that if the internet were to decide the election, it would go like 90-10 to Donald Trump. <laughs> like, anytime I, on my super liberal channel, criticize Trump, there would be way more dislikes on a video than if I uh, criticize Hillary. So, sure. like, it, you could sense that everybody was like, fuck Hillary, anything but Hillary, even this buffoon reality star. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I experienced the same thing. Like, I'd make videos against both of them uh, because I hated both of them, and I still pretty much do. Uh, although I'm, 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 I'm trying to give Trump a fair shake, but uh, he hasn't even taken off in office yet, so whatever. I want to see what he's actually going to do with his power before I start laying into him. But I'm almost certain that eventually the point's going to come where I have to join the liberal hate machine. But, um, you know, uh, where was I going with this? What were we talking about? Uh, I, you know, uh, the uh, internet. The internet being. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if I made the anti-Hillary videos, like boom, yeah, th surge of thumbs up, yeah. surge yeah. of approval. Anything too, I said yeah. about against Trump, even if it was totally sensible, was just like, nope, nope. Yep. Trump's great. You'll see. That's right. The God <laughs> Emperor has come. Thing. Yeah. No, but horrible it stuff. actually, I think it made me a better host because it made it so that like any time I went after Trump. 
There was no hint of laziness in any of my anti-Trump videos. It was I always try to be as detailed as possible because if you attack Trump and you're lazy online in your attack of Trump, people just be like, boo, yeah. dislike, dislike, dislike. Yeah, but even if you're thorough, they're still going to be like, oh, yeah, well, that's, yeah, whatever, still dislike it. Can, <laughs> can, we, uh, can we trust our fourth estate anymore here in America after this election? Can we trust any fucking thing that they're saying, any poll no. that we read? It's all bullshit, right? Well, the polls, not so on the polls, that's an interesting question. The media, I, I would say you shouldn't trust for a million reasons. We can get into that. But for the polls, uh, I actually think um, they weren't that far off. So uh, Hillary was up about three or four points on average nationally on, on Election Day. Yeah. And the, the plus or minus, the margin of error on your standard poll is about three percentage points. So... Uh, Barack Obama in 2012 overshot uh, his estimates by about three percentage points. And this time Trump did the same thing. So when you look, Hillary won by, you know, about a percentage point. When all said and done with the popular vote, she's going to win by over a, a million in the popular vote. So she was up by about one percentage point or maybe a little less than that, which is right within the margin of error. And it just so happened that the distribution of votes in the different states made it so that Trump could win with the Electoral College. So like Nate Silver who I had massive disagreements with earlier on uh, in the general election and in the primary, I think he was actually the most correct out of all the different polling outlets because they're like the Huffington Post pollster where yeah, they had, they, I mean, they had their, they had him at like, had Hillary at a 98% chance to win and they yeah. weren't the only one. Like everybody had him, nobody had him at more than like 10% chance except Nate Silver in 538. They had him and at like I 35 think 20, or so. Yeah, yeah, like 29 on the, the day of the election. Yeah. yeah. I think the LA Times had Trump at plus two. But even there's a few. Even Nate Silver uh, adjusted his his percentage estimate during uh, the election for Hillary, saying, "Oh yeah, she's more likely to win now." At some point, I remember we saw that during our live yeah, coverage we of it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he was wrong. Everybody. It seems like all of these polls that had led us to, to, to believe that there was this crushing wave of. You know, Hillary uh, support coming just we're all fucking Dude, false. We should have just known it was bullshit when we looked at Hillary rallies and saw fucking, you know, heard crickets <laughs> no, and no saw fucking ten yeah. tumbleweeds tumbling across Dude, the fucking. I remember I was I was driving down the street. And I saw someone crowds should have been. I saw someone with a Hillary bumper sticker and I was like, what? Someone actually supports Hillary and like publicly is saying it because I saw so much <laughs> Trump shit, but I almost saw no Hillary shit like anywhere. Okay. It was like bizarre. Okay. I'm in New York. I've seen no Hillary shit. New York, the most <laughs> democratic state. So it's crazy. I mean, that's anecdotal, but I don't know. It just you get a zero sense of enthusiasm, the though. I but mean, when no you one... look back, when you look back as to as to why it is that Trump won, like you could actually hindsight is twenty twenty, but you go, oh no, that makes sense because what he did is he knocked down the democratic firewall in like Wisconsin and Michigan. I mean, these were states that were, and Pennsylvania, these were states that were like overwhelmingly likely to go to Hillary. But then when you look at the demographics of the state, it makes sense because these are all people like really angry, uh, former middle-class white voters who got their fucking job shipped out because of NAFTA and a bunch of other trade deals, which by the way, Bill Clinton signed. So they were saying, you know what? Fuck you. Uh, like, we're, we're sick of your shit. You're arguing you're part of the status quo and you're going to continue everything. We would rather have change even if it's in the form of this buffoon. So when you look back, you go, oh, no, that actually makes sense. That, and even though the poll showed her up massively in those, those states, it, it's easy to see why turnout was low, low for her and, you know, people just came out for him.
Yeah, I mean, like, but even among the people who showed up to vote, they, they, the, the candidates were unpopular. You know, like, you look at the exit polling, like, how do you feel about either of these candidates? Most of them said, yeah, they're both pieces of shit, man. but I gotta vote for one. Yeah, man. Could you imagine Bernie in this election? It would have been, uh, we, we were talking about Different story. Uh, other, other Democrats or Democratic figures that we think would have just absolutely raffle stomped uh, Donald yeah. Trump. Bernie obviously tops that list. Dude, tons of polls had him at plus 10 on Trump. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, the... I think Tim Kaine alone probably would have put up a better fight than Hillary did. I think he and would have put up a, a better lot. fight than Hillary. Yeah, but I don't think I think he no, actually I don't think could he have won. Too. Yeah. But he, like, I think the I think the numbers would have been closer. Well, he doesn't yeah. have as much baggage anyway. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, just as boring and just as tepid. But right, it's not, yeah, yeah. His problem is he's a '90s sitcom dad who's for the TPP. Yeah, so right. Trump, Trump could have ate his lunch on TPP. Yeah, I mean, uh, but there's plenty of people that could have... I mean, like, Bernie Sanders obviously is the fucking example you're going to draw because, you know, what happened in the primaries and yeah. how close he came to actually being the nominee of the party. Thanks for anointing yourself, Hillary. It turned out really well. What do you think of all these uh, Democrats, by the way, that aren't even coming close to learning the lesson? Oh, my God. That's, that's probably got me more mad than anything, man. I mean... How much more evidence do you need? It's been proven at this point. We went 100% with the path of these establishment, corporatist, centristy Democrats, and you got your fucking ass handed to you by the most disliked candidate ever. He had a 63% unfavorable rating uh, during the election, and he won. I mean, this is a guy, he was caught saying, grab them by their pussies, I don't even wait. And that broke not that long before the election, yeah. and he won. And that's not, like, that's a reflection on her as a candidate. It just shows how people just couldn't do it. They couldn't suck it up and, and vote for her. I mean, I'm on the record as saying I did think she was the lesser of two evils, but I didn't fucking vote for her. <laughs> I voted for Jill See, Stein I could never, dude, I could never figure out that arithmetic, though, because I mean, I was, I was, I sat there. I legitimately tried. I'm like, you know, I want to. Part of me was like, I want to participate in this election because it's just such an interesting election. I just want to cast a vote. And I looked at Gary Johnson and Jill Stein. I'm like, eh, you know, I, I'm not against voting third party, but neither of them did anything for me. So I'm like, I want to vote for one of the two candidates that might actually win. And I looked at him like, okay, lesser of two evils, lesser of two evils, lesser. And it seemed like every time I fucking, the scales would tilt, I'd find something else on the other one. And I'd just be like, ah. Do you, do so, you think, do you think, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Kyle, but no, I wanted ahead. to ask you real quick. Do you think that the DNC in the long, like the Democratic Party and the DNC in the long term will learn a lesson from this? Or do you think we're going to keep getting shoveled horrible corporatist establishment candidates that everybody hates? Until we force them. Oh, until we force them to learn the lesson, they're not going to learn the lesson. So, uh, I mean, the left needs to rise up and basically overtake the party and say, you need to step the fuck aside. And unless they do that, they're going to keep handing us these milk toast, vanilla, you know, corporate sellout Democrats. But to, to go back real quick uh, to what TJ was saying, I wanted to give him my my whole spiel on how I came to the conclusion that she's the lesser of two evils. So. Uh, I think that there's some issues, not crazy amount, but there are some issues where I think she's just superior. So one of them is climate change. Now, in the negative uh, column for her on climate change, when she was secretary of state, she pushed fracking 
uh, around the world. Like she kind of outsourced fracking. You know, um, TJ's TJ's argument to all of this was, how do you know she really stands for that? How do you okay. even really know? Okay, but so so I'll get to that. So, okay. um, oops. The reason why Trump is is worse on that. First of all, I mean, apart from the tweet saying he thinks climate it's a change conspiracy is a conspiracy from China. Jokes. Yeah, whatever. That's um, crazy. But uh, but beyond that, he said repeatedly, and and I think he believes it. it he wants to basically eliminate the EPA. Mm-hmm. And if you eliminate the EPA and you get rid of all regulations on you know on fracking, on oil, uh, on all these different methods, it's just that that's disastrous. That pushes us way down the road of uh, increasing carbon emissions and pushing us further and further down the road of climate change. Um, Another area where I thought she was unquestionably better was taxes, because on taxes, I mean, he's one of the consistent things about him throughout his campaign, and he's not been consistent on much, was that he wants to massively cut taxes for the rich. And his uh, his uh, tax plan was basically the Bush tax cuts on steroids, just giant tax cuts for, for the rich and everybody else. It kind of stays the same with Hillary. I figured even though her plan was actually more progressive than what we have right now and more liberal, it, I feared that I feel like the worst case scenario is just she kind of leaves the tax rates as they are. Uh, which are Obama's tax rates, which are very similar to Bill Clinton's tax rates, which have the top marginal rate at um, 39%. Uh, and Bush had them at 35%. Obama has them at 39%. And Trump wanted them at, I think, 28%. So he wanted to go back to the Reagan rates. That blows a giant hole in the deficit that, you know, and he also mm-hmm. wants to deregulate the economy. I, again, with Hillary, I feel worst case scenario is she just doesn't do more regulation of Wall Street, whereas Trump, I feel, would actively put regulations on the chopping block and get right. rid of them. And since he has the House of Representatives and he has the Senate, they'll definitely agree on that. And then another big one is the Supreme Court. I mean, the Supreme Court, as much as I hate Merrick Garland, there's no doubt that Merrick Garland is significantly better than the next Antonin Scalia, who Trump said he wants to. So those three issues are big. And then, you know, I do think I do think that he's more of like an existential threat to the First Amendment and to the Constitution, whereas she would be horrible on uh, with the Constitution. But basically, you know, it's going to be continuing in you know, the path of Obama. So Obama's fucking unconstitutional drone strikes and continues with the NSA and all that stuff, which is terrible. But, you know, I fear more in NSA in the hands of Donald Trump, who's like known for just super petty vindictiveness and going after all of his... uh, all of his political opponents and yeah. just opponents in life. So the thing that the thing that bothered me about Hillary though is like I'd look at her and I'd say like I see her saber rattling against Russia and that really was like oh yeah uh, no 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 I don't you're like right that. that's an area you know? that's an area and, uh, the, I give Trump credit he's better on that I'll give you that for sure I mean that really scares the shit out of me though like I don't want to, us to be in any sort of fucking conflicted relationship with Russia you know like. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't feel like I want to return to the the fucking paranoia of the Red Scare or the Cold War or any of that shit. And I kind of saw that creeping back up in her rhetoric, and I was like, no. No. And that the fucking uh, well, well, she, the no fly zone she wanted to do. Remember she she that should have started. She World blames War Russia. Three. She blames Russia for all those emails. So she fucking Hillary hates Putin. She hates Russia. She she because uh, I, I think a large part of her feels like that cost her the election. She blames the FBI. And she blames Russia. Yeah, no, on that, I, I you're totally right, TJ. In fact, I'm one of, like, six people on the left who's willing to admit 
that I honestly think Trump is, is just better on the issue of Russia. Now, people on the left will say, well, no, I, I, you know, he's he's got financial ties to them. As far as I know, that hasn't been proven. It's been proven about Paul Manafort, his former campaign manager, that he had financial ties to Russia and to pro-Russian actors in Ukraine. As far as I know with Trump, it's all speculation. And by the way, like... What like what's the end of that argument? I never understood it when people are like, "Oh, Trump and Russia." Like, what the what do you what do you think he's gonna do? Let fucking Putin invade Kentucky? I, like, what are you what are you saying? There's that no might, argument. Would it be there. terrible if we got along with Russia? Like, no, I don't think it would be. That might be Peace an improvement, though. Uh, and uh, and yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe Kentucky does need some of that Russian you know, moxie, we're, uh, you know? We're preemptively toasting to uh, mine and TJ's presidential vice president victory in the year 2020. Sweet. Yep. Victory. Wait, am I going to be president or vice president? Uh, I don't know. We can, we'll flip a coin. Yeah. So it's going to be Kirk. Vice president's it, less work. It's going to be Kirk Gauzy 2020. <laughs> yeah, Kirk Gauzy 2020. Kirk, Kirk Gauzy 2020. Sweet. No, like, I don't think you get it. You guys... <laughs> You guys have a shot. Like it's a whole different game now with Trump. Now it's I, I would. That was another thing about day. Trump that, that actually I like is like I I really do. I mean like I know that a lot of people are really butthurt about the PC thing and no one wants to talk about that. But like I really do yeah. kind of like how Trump set that back and now we can just fucking like. I feel like a, a big weight, like at least maybe his long term impact on free speech is gonna be bad. But right now I feel like it's had a good impact because. I feel like, wow, if the president said, grab him by the pussy, I don't even wait, then the, the bar for me has done been lowered. I can now <laughs> get away with all kinds of shit I couldn't before. Or maybe I'm mistaken in that assumption. I don't know. So on that, uh, you know, for me, I couldn't get over the fact that Trump to me is like the embodiment of the right wing PC police. Like you and yeah. I agree that there's a massive problem <laughs> on college campuses. I don't, safe spaces are stupid. Microaggressions are stupid. Trigger warnings are stupid. And I've had people try to come at me like, no, 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 you don't understand the argument that they're making. Let me explain it to you. I'm, shut up. Uh, they're just, they're, it's, it's pampered little prick college kids who need to have <coughs> uh, my feelings and let's care more about my feelings than about serious fucking issues in the world. So there's a huge problem on, on college campuses with this. Genuine why are PC such, culture. Why are, why are so many liberal such pussies? trolls. honestly, I've seen TYT advocate for uh, for like you oh, know, yeah. safe spaces and shit like that. I mean, one of the yeah, things we watched. Yeah, go ahead. They're certainly more social justice warriory than I am for sure. Yeah. Um, you would hope that, or and, and I think to be honest, I think that if there was a voice on the panel, if I lived in California and I was on the panel and I voice objections to you know some whatever it may be, if you're they're doing outrage over some sort of video game that has, I think they did a segment a while back like. There was a video game that included like slavery as part of it. I don't know if it was like a a, a historical game or where they were teaching about it. I don't I don't even know all the details of it, but they were like angry over it. And it's like, well, hold on now. Like Call of Duty Rainbow Six, there's roughly nine thousand and thirty seven games that have murder in it. Like, <laughs> do you, do you not understand that doesn't mean you're actually pro murder. You're not it's actually pro slavery. Yeah, it's it's a, a fucking game. So exactly. anyway, I feel like if you had a voice like that on the panel sometimes. I think you could sway them pretty easily. But yeah, I, I do. The I reason hear you. a voice like that is not there, though. I mean, yeah. let's be real. Kyle, Kyle, you you should just move there and be that voice. <laughs> yeah, be the voice of reason. Yeah, on we, TYT. Maybe I'll it. start watching again. They skin jank and wear his skin. Because <laughs> I gave up TYT a few years ago. Me like too. I used to watch it all the time. 
Yeah. Well, on so on on like eighty five percent of things though, when they're talking about the economy, when they're talking about a bunch of other stuff, I do think they overall they do a good job. But yeah, every now and then, some like I thought they dropped the ball on the Russia thing that we were just talking about. There were some things on uh, Russia where they kind of fell hook, line, and sinker for this line of like, ooh, ooga booga, you're gonna have Vladimir Putin controlling his puppet Donald Trump. It's like Whatever. that's just so goofy. I don't know. Yeah, it's how garbage. You that's that. just like Alex Jones shit of the left. It I mean, is. That's just garbage. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, going back to the lesser of two evils thing for me, I agree with you uh, that Hillary Clinton probably was overall the lesser of two evils. Um, but the reason I didn't vote is because I kind of try and look down the road. Yeah, you, you kind of uh, touched on it. Hillary's not going to fix these things. She may not exacerbate them, but she's not going to fix these things. And when you look at the challenges we face as a country, as a species, climate change being maybe first and foremost among them, uh, economic disaster looming just around the corner. I, I mean, we need somebody there that's addressing these things. And why would I vote for somebody who I know? I know that Hillary Clinton is not going to significantly impact uh, climate change well she, she look, might she might be better than trump yeah she would the thing about that is she wouldn't rip up the paris agreement and it already looks like trump is going to come through on that promise to rip up the paris agreement and meanwhile you're right we need to go further than the paris agreement the paris agreement isn't enough but like it, step number one would be not repealing that and it looks like he's going to effectively do that so I mean, it, it, the Paris Agreement, to me, uh, having read it, seems like kind of a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. It, it's funny oh, that, totally. It's funny that Trump it brought up China as far as climate change, because China's actually, as far as renewable energy is, that's where it's all going now. They're building so much uh, wind and solar stuff because, they look, they, their country is ultra-polluted. They have to yeah. deal with it. Someone needs yeah. to make uh, not a... Not a good of the planet hippie argument to Trump. Someone needs to make an economic argument to Trump about no, why it's you know important who, to do this. You know who our last hope is to save the planet right now? Bill O'Reilly. He did a, a oh. segment on his show where um, he basically said he threw it in at the end of a segment. He knows his audience and he's not a dumb guy. So he just kind of threw it in at the end of one of his segments. He's like, uh, oh, yeah, and by the way, Donald Trump shouldn't uh, pull out of the Paris Agreement because it would buy him some goodwill overseas. Anyway, moving on. Wow. Now, they, they actually they actually are really good friends. Like, they go to basketball games and shit. They were hanging out before he even ran for office. So I feel like Bill O'Reilly might have to call him up and try to, you know, talk him out of doing the dumbest shit. And how Come sad on. is it that... The future of fucking humanity might depend on Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah, we all knew it would come to this eventually. Come, come on, on, Bill, your only hope, dude. Save us. Fuck it, Bill. Do it live. I would have guessed Captain Planet over Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what I thought you were going to say. Our last hope to save the planet is Captain Planet. We do Planet. need Captain Planet, man. We do. We do. We need one more person here so we can, well, actually, yeah, earth, fire, wind, water. Heart. Heart. No one wants to be heart. Nobody wants Paul, to be heart. Paul, you got to be heart. I'm not being heart. Fuck heart. you. Yeah. Paul's, nope. heart. Nope. Paul's, nope. Paul's heart. Paul's heart. Fuck you. You got heart. You got faith of the heart, dude. Nope. Yep. Nope. I refuse to. All right. Well, we can't. We can't save the world. Yeah. Yeah. We can't form. We can't form Captain Planet because Paul's too proud to be heart. Thanks. <sighs> Fine. I'll be heart. Thank you. I'll yeah. be now heart. we can save the fucking planet. Our Thanks, powers Paul. combined. Let's do Yay. it. Earth. <laughs> uh, hey, TJ. By the way, yeah. another area where I thought Trump was better. Uh, you touched on it there was Syria. I mean, yeah. Hillary with her no-fly zone and her safe zone in Syria and. You know what I find hilarious, too? There's so many people who are, like, m huge in, in the anti-Islam crowd where it's, like, all they talk huge. about. And, huge. And they, 
and they would they they would say, "Oh no, we need to like topple Assad." And meanwhile, the majority of the rebels at this point are fucking Islamists and jihadists. And there's this massive cognitive dissonance where people are like, "Yeah, I hate Islam and I hate terrorists, but yeah, let's side with them temporarily to topple this strong man in the Middle East." So like, where, where, where's the breakdown? One of the things that most blew my mind about about Hillary Clinton was. Uh, you know, the Petraeus thing. You know, Petraeus being in her corner and, and him fucking having been the one who's like, you know what we should do? General Betrayus. Hillary's yeah. a war. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking that. He fucking is General Betrayus. He fucking wanted he to arm Al-Qaeda. That's because right. he thought they would fight some other enemy. Dude, look at Libya. Like, that just shows to me like a terrible, ter- I mean, like, look, say what you want about Trump. I feel like if someone came to Trump and said, we need to arm Al-Qaeda, Trump would be like, get the fuck out of here. Wasn't that a magazine ad, uh, though? No, I, General I Betrayus. I, I yeah, think you're was, right, CJ. And they got mad at, at that. Sorry, you can um, Kyle. No, I think you're totally right about that. That there's this weird Hillary Clinton. She's got so much neocon influence in in her foreign policy. And the thing about it that like really turned me off to her was she's totally unrepentant about it. Like she didn't change her mind on uh, the Iraq War until. Fucking 2014, there were Republicans who said, you know what, I fucked up way before her. So she changed her mind super late on that. And then the main lesson from that was what? Okay, even if there's a strong man who's like a horrific strong man in the Middle East, you don't topple them because there's a really good chance that what comes next is going to be worse. And it's going to be fundamentalist Islam as opposed to some sort of secular authoritarianism. And this isn't to, you know, not uh, be sympathetic to the victims of people living under Saddam. Of course I feel horrible for them. But why the fuck should the United States of America do offensive wars against countries that didn't attack us? And then henceforth make the situation worse, and that's exactly what she wants to do in Syria. And she she doesn't even bother to think for a second about the parallels between uh, the Iraq War and Libya okay. and now Syria. Probably the, fa- the fa- you know probably because you know she, the reason she didn't admit it was a problem until 2014 is because that's when she realized like this is unpalatable I, voters. Well, I mean, I think she realized that when she lost I don't to even, Obama. Th- well, there used to be a debate on the. I don't oh. think she. I, I, honestly, in her soul, I don't know if she knows it was a mistake. Dude, I think she still thinks like, yeah. Well, remember, it was the, just the beginning. There was a debate about when the, when the Iraq War started. There was a debate, but then there, there, was, there was a certain point where even pretty much Republicans and conservatives just were like, yeah, Iraq was a fucking disaster. We spent a bunch of money there. There's a power vacuum. It's still unstable. That's kind of ISIS in Syria. This has been a huge clusterfuck. Like I was saying about Libya earlier, it's like, what what happened there? Gaddafi's gone. Yay, power vacuum. Bunch of people fighting for power. So if you topple Assad, all you get is all these groups are now fighting. It's not like we don't know what happens when you do this. Right. We've seen and what happened. We saw Russia do it in Afghanistan. We've, I mean, it's like yeah. we, we totally ignore history. Like people in America are so fucking stupid. They ignore history or they don't know it. They probably didn't even know. I, well, I, I bet the it's like the war in Iraq. Didn't I'm, I'm, even know the that. majority of people supported it, but they didn't. They don't think of the long term implications of going to war. They right. don't think about anything. It's just yeah, kill them. We took the Petraeus route in Afghanistan in the 70s and 80s, arming arming the Mujahideen to mm. fight Russia. Yeah. And how did that turn out for us? Great. That's right. it, they turn those guns on us. But by the way, tr- there's another area where Trump in the primary debates, man, he was fucking throwing haymakers at Jeb Bush's face. He was oh, like, God. 
The towers came down onto your brother. He didn't keep us safe. And the way he got, did. How, that was the, beautiful. The, the dismissive nature of the way he treated Jeb Bush was probably my favorite part of this campaign. Isn't oh, it true? 100%. Isn't it true that George W. just didn't vote for president? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, that's what no, they said. No, I think he voted for Hillary. You think I so? Think I, I do. Read a, I read a report from There's the New York Times reporter that said he didn't fill That he voted Republican, except he just left it blank. But I don't know. President, but who knows? All, all I'll say <laughs> is this. Maybe I'm making news here. All I'll say is this. I have a friend whose father is a pretty wealthy guy, and he's fairly well-connected, to the point where he actually recently met George H.W. Bush. Now, he's wow. like 9,000 uh. 9, years old and <laughs> yeah. like barely talks, but... He was able to have a little bit of a conversation with him, and he told me after the fact, because I had said to him, I'm like, oh, you heard H.W. is voting for Hillary, right? Because there was a story about that in the news. And he's like, yeah, 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 it's not just H.W., it's also George W. Bush. Do you, do you well, think— with the Clintons, so. Do you think that Trump probably voted for Hillary for Senate? Oh, back when she ran for Senate? Of course. Yeah, yeah. That's so yeah, no, weird no, no, totally. to think. Yeah, no, dude, there's video of him in, like, fucking 2008. Yeah. No, it wasn't 2008. It was way after that. It was when she was Secretary of State. He was saying, like, oh, she's one of the best Secretaries of State ever. <laughs> she's doing like, a good job. Smart, so smart business. Smart, smart lady. business. It's smart so, lady. It's so funny because for the past year, all you heard is Trump talk about how garbage she is. Unqualified. But you yeah, know no. he probably voted for her. You well, know he well, gave remember her Remember he, he said he was, he was just using him. He's like, you know, you're a puppet. You're uh, my puppet. No, I'm telling you, there's something about Trump. He, to him and to his followers, contradictions don't exist. They're not a thing. He it's just true. overrides contradictions. So what he'll do is he'll say the exact diametrically opposed thing one day after the next. But what happens is his base, since he just like alpha male arrogantly bombastically says it, his followers will go, I don't know. I'm just going to listen to whichever thing I liked more and just assume he believes the thing that more coincides with my views. Yeah. And then I mean, that's the, how we went. We, we've, we've gotten to this point where, um, you know, we just kind of expect, I think, politicians to flip flop. Yeah. Uh, I, I, th I think we created Trump in that way because there used to be a time where when a politician flip-flopped on a major in fact in recent history John Kerry, John Kerry the big flip-flop he's a flipper and a flopper right. I mean you remember that shit N yeah. nowadays oh, yeah. we just kind of expect uh, politicians to say one thing out of one side of their mouth and then out of the other side of their mouth yeah. they say something else you know I blame the media for this because and we we touched on this earlier but uh, you know to me I think that their outrage meter is totally broken. So, like, they will spend a fucking, like, three days, they will go on and on about how Donald Trump uses bad language and he curses. There was even a Republican ad during the primary where they would show him, like, cursing a bunch. And the implication of the ad was like, oh, my goodness, he's so unhinged. How could anybody uh -huh. vote for him? But meanwhile, like you spent three fucking days on that. But then when he went out there and said we should get ourselves out of the Geneva conventions, there were fucking crickets. So when your outrage meter is broken as like this giant media institution in the United States, well, you're the ones that are really driving the conversation and the discussion and the debate. And when the conversation is geared towards that guy uses bad language as opposed to that guy is basically admitting he's a terrorist, uh -huh. well, then people are going to vote for him because they go, I use bad language too, man. That well, ain't nothing to me. 
you know, the, the Republicans also were like, hey, Trump's wife posed naked. Do you want a first lady like this? I, I think was that, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the me, me too. The media is, me too. The, the Hottest media is all, first lady ever. The media is all clickbait now. They, 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 they took a page out of the, of the advertisers and the people who study these algorithms. Like, what, are, what do people want to see? Because they have all this data. Because they're looking at all this and they're saying, hey, how can we get people to click? And that's how they get people to click, by ignoring important things like Geneva Convention boring, which is like, look at Trump's wife. Was she naked? Oh, right. my God. Click yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. one that one actually pisses me off too because I, there is I have no doubt that if President Obama had an immigrant wife who bear, who spoke broken English and was showing her fucking titties and her ass for half her goddamn life, every right winger in the country would have said family values, morals, and traditions—they're breaking it. They're not hot. good Christians. Yeah. Just, just you talking about that, TJ had to take his jacket. Yeah, yeah I'm like, oh, oh warm yeah, in here. Yeah. Oh. Like titties and <laughs> titties and ass, you say. Melania's titties. No, I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, a lot of people say, you know, Trump's a dumbass and he can't talk for shit. And uh, yeah. that's kind of true. But I went back today and I watched some Bushisms. And I would oh, say yeah. that Trump, uh, in terms of being eloquent totally demolishes George W. Bush. Yeah, it's true. No, like that, guy, that guy couldn't get through a fucking sentence. It's true. No, I, I don't know if eloquent, language. I don't yeah, know if eloquent is the right word because I don't think Trump is more eloquent. I just think he's, when he talks, you know how when some people talk, it like pierces through and it gets right into your brain and you're like, oh, I get what you're saying. And sometimes when other people talk, you have to like force yourself to pay attention to like hear them finish their thought. With yeah. Trump, he's not eloquent. But like when he talks, you're going, oh, I, I can listen to him. Yeah. Like I, I would can, say he's comparatively him. eloquent when I compare him to George W. Bush, who literally so, could not speak. But that sh it should have been a sign for us to to pivot slightly away from that. It, there sh it should have been a sign for us that like Ronald Reagan got elected. He was a fucking actor. And I mean, eventually he was governor, too, and then he became president. But he was an actor who was viewed as, like, not a very good actor, and he ended up becoming president. George W. Bush, who was a fuck-up most of his life, he ended up becoming president. So, like, when you really look at what happened with Trump here, it's not all that surprising. No, it isn't. It does seem like if you're kind of a loser or uh, don't really have a lot going for you, the Republican Party is the Dude, one to run in. You should have to study <laughs> the language that Trump uses. He just uses very simplistic, very direct language. To sure. Bad, worst, best. No, you're so right. I actually, I, I did a story on that. There was uh, some, I don't know, some uh, program or whatever that it calculates what grade level you speak at. And Trump was speaking at like a fourth grade level, I think. Um, yep. Or maybe a third grade level, but every all people on the left were like, "Ha ha ha! You're so stupid!" Blah blah blah. No, my takeaway in that story and half my commentary was, "No, that's actually a plus because just because you're speaking at like a low grade level doesn't actually mean that the content of what you're saying isn't there." Like Not you, only you that, can, you, uh, we yeah. had or have a, a game show in this country called Are You Smarter Than a Fourth Grader? Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> fifth, grader. fifth Grader. Fifth Grader. I don't know. I don't watch that shit. I mean, but, look, I, like I mean, in a country like that, you know. I think Trump was brilliant to speak the way that he did because we no, live in a country where the educational system is totally broken, where people like simplistic, uh, you know, false dichotomies. They like the black and white nature of being right. Yeah, um, no, totally. So he spoke to them on their level. He spoke to them. He told he spoke to them how they wanted to be spoken to. And they liked it. They really liked yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, like this this era, I think, of politicians condescending uh, to the American public or pretending that the American public cares about things that they don't. I mean, how much of these debates 
um, were were punctuated by long deserts where they discussed shit that nobody cared about. You know what I mean? That's like, right. Yeah. Um, Trump kind of broke the system in a good way in that sense because think about it. Now, like the way that he talks, honestly, the way that we talk is like in, even for politicians. So the age of like even Obama, Obama is a really good speaker, but let's face it, he's kind of boring. He kind of drags on and it takes him forever to get a point Aww. out and it's like flowery rhetoric. But now like the kind of short, punchy way of talking, whether it be Trump, whether it be us, whether it be somebody like Bill Maher, like that's now in. That's the thing where people go, oh, I, that's more authentic and I'm on board with that. I don't want Change, like a long... you can believe in... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's just crazy. I mean, like, I love this election. I'm kind of sad to see it go. I'm glad that there's still enough meat on that bone to keep talking about it a little. Oh, do we live in America? Don't worry. Yeah, and I, I know that more stupid by the time coming. this one finally wraps up, people will already be looking at 2020 like, well, who's going to run in 2020? I you think know? the Democrats might be fucked for 2020 unless... You know, you have Ber the Bernie Sanders wing of the party take over because here's, you mentioned it before. They're already floating Tim Kaine, man. They're already floating Tim fucking Kaine. Do you think he'll get through the primary process, though? No, he'll get <sighs> negative eight votes. I don't think his family would <sighs> vote for him. TJ and I discussed this shortly after the election. If Hillary would have had Bernie as her running mate, there's a way better chance she would have won. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, people, oh, people, for sure. Yeah, I, she I think had, she, she, she would have. She's too won. proud. I, I, yeah. she, I think he would have said yes if she would have, have asked well, him. You know, the reality so. is, is, is uh, remember that Trump said, I'm going to win Wisconsin, I'm going to win Pennsylvania, I'm going to win Michigan, I'm going to win Ohio. And Do then he went and did it because obviously the sentiment there, and I think there's a lot of people that kind of saw it because I remember Michael Moore and other and people in unions were talking about this. They're like, look, on the ground, there's a lot of support for this guy, and you guys are just kind of ignoring that and gloss over it. No, Hillary's got the firewall. She's going to win. This is in the back. No one was talking about that. But then look at Michigan. Michigan, Bernie beats Hillary. And, and uh, 538 had it 99% Hillary. Yep. She didn't even campaign in Wisconsin. She didn't step yep. fucking so foot in Wisconsin. And also, there was a great article the other day that like laid out the numbers on it. He just flat out outworked her, too. He was doing oh, fucking... Yeah. So many rallies every day, and meanwhile she she she, she would go out there with like Beyonce I mean, and LeBron she James. Took Wisconsin like, I'm anointed. Yeah, I think yeah. she had to though, because remember before the election when we were looking at that electoral map, Ben, and we saw yeah. how they were sending all those people to Michigan. <laughs> yeah, I think she saw the writing on the wall in Michigan. I think that they had done some study there that showed that man, this might fucking flip have, red. Have they determined who won Michigan yet? I don't know. I, I think, think Trump. I think Trump did. No, Trump I, did win it, but they're not going to finish counting the votes until like 2039. They just take forever. Yeah. I don't know why. Can I can but, I ask you a question, Kyle? I'm sorry to interrupt. Yes. If you had something more to say, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, I, just uh, we've talked about this for the Democratic Party going forward. Let's say 2020. Let's look forward a little bit. Mm -hmm. What kind of who who in the Democratic Party? Are there anybody? You're way more politically minded than me. You've got your finger right. on the pulse of this shit. Are there any mm -hmm. politicians in the Democratic Party or surrounding the Democratic Party that you think the, the one name that came to my mind was Alan Grayson. He's a guy that I've liked for a long time that I think is a firebrand politician, a good leftist. I don't agree with him on everything, but I think he could win. Is there is there another name that you would add to that list or more names? So I also love Alan Grayson. Alan Grayson, unfortunately, lost uh, he in the primary when he was running for Senate. He was going to try to be senator from Florida, and he lost to, I think, Patrick Murphy, a Democrat, in the primary. And then Patrick Mur Murphy got his ass handed to him by Marco Rubio, 
right. uh, in 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 the the election. And I remember Grayson was like tweeting, like taunting, like I told you this fucking idiot was going to lose to him. Meanwhile, Grayson, I, I think he would have had a better chance in the general. But there were some scandals that popped up towards the end on Grayson. So unfortunately, sure. I think he's uh, he's pretty much hell, gone what, what now. What is a scandal at this point? Come on. Well, there. Well. <laughs> For but some think, reason, they stick they no. stick to Democrats more than they stick to Republicans. I don't know why that is, but it's um, because we're a bunch of crybabies dude, on the left. Because re Republicans Republicans just know how to handle the public. They're just like it's like, it's like the Trump is like, no, I didn't do look it. Look at Arnold. I'm Arnold, yeah, man, no. he got hit. With, oh God, Arnold. Yeah, dude, Arnold was like the best man. Arnold, like, like I remember there's an interview with Arnold. He had a bastard child, dude. Man. They're, 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 they were talking. <laughs> they were talking about like the preparedness of the state of California to fight uh, wildfires. He's like, there's no problem. Come here. You were just trying to find the problem. There's no problem. It's great. State. We are doing wonderful things here. You voted yeah. for him. I did because he was fucking funny, dude. Man, that must have been like the first election you could vote in. It was. A, it was. It yeah, was a, that was a long time. The first ago. time Scotty ever cast a vote was uh, was for Schwarzenegger. The governor, <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't was it like Gary Coleman versus Arnold Schwarzenegger versus a porn star or something like that? It was that? horrible. It was a ridiculous circus of an election, like this one. But, like this one. <laughs> anyway, to go back to your question, I think. Uh, I think Tulsi Gabbard, uh, if she wanted to, you know, run for higher office, I think she could do it. She's a firebrand uh, Democrat. I also think now Elizabeth Warren's kind of up there in age too, but I think if she were to run, she could be very successful as well. Um, why, why Bernie, we have Bernie such actually a hasn't shut the door. Bernie hasn't shut the door for 2020. Sure, but I mean, obviously, the door. He's too I old. think yeah, he's too a, old. A, a compelling third-party candidate could have taken this. Um, where, if they let him in the debates, put if they let him in, in the it. debates, no, that's true. Like Ross Perot was the last like yeah. successful independent candidate, and he got I think it was eighteen percent of the vote, which is ridiculously high. Um, and the thing is, that was when you know they allowed third party candidates into the debate. And what happened is you had the Democratic Party and the Republican Party take over the debates after that, and they basically agreed, let's not let yeah. anybody in. Let's only have us and you. So That's Democrats such garbage. Are yeah, don't you, you know, have I like fifteen percent in the polls what, or something? What, you know, I wish someone yeah, like well, wish one of these networks or something would just fucking say like, you know what, fuck it, we're gonna we're gonna syndicate a debate between the other people. Could you have imagined? Why can't you do that? Could you have imagined? What's the fucking problem? They don't want to because dude, a few did, a few so, did, but oh, they didn't God. get any press. Uh, R they tried it on RT. I know TYT tried to set up Gary uh, Johnson versus Jill Stein, but Gary Johnson turned it down because TYT leans more in favor of Jill Stein. So sure, there was yeah. a the tried, but it just didn't. It never babies. panned out, and they never got fucking coverage either. And even I'm guilty of that. Like I tried to cover them as much as I could, but I couldn't find any fucking that stories is, on them because nobody covers them. That is crazy though, because Jill Stein was interviewed by John Stossel, who openly supported Gary Johnson throughout the interview, but right, Jill Stein yeah. was willing to do that. So that what? is kind of strange that Gary Johnson wouldn't do that, but whatever. Why does America, with such a strong tradition of leftism, um, have such a dearth of young, vibrant, democratic leftist candidates? Like, they're why is there, that? but they're not organized. That's the problem. There's a lot of people out there, even listening to us talk right now, who you know would probably make fucking awesome politicians, but there's no democratic infrastructure, and certainly no democratic infrastructure that's kind to actual liberals. It, you know, the first question they ask you when you run is, how much money can you raise? Who do you know? 
So it's all geared towards, it really is like an oligarchy, man. I mean, there's a system <laughs> set up that waters it down and gives us this veneer of democracy, but... So I mean, are we it, fucked? Are we fucked, Kyle? Like, in well, the long run? Are, are you, I'm a pessimist, and I've maintained for a long time that we are well and truly fucked, that we are in the twilight hours of, of you know, <laughs> uh, the Western civilization. We're in autumn now. We're, we're winding down. <laughs> how, do, how does that, how does, do, you, do you share that sentiment with me, or are you more hopeful for the future? My my honest answer is I don't know, sure. but I think that it could go either way, but I feel like the only way that it'll work is if we all get our fucking act together. Yeah. So I think that like you need to have passionate young liberals rise up who understand the issues and care about the people and you know want to be the next Bernie Sanders. They need to rise up and get involved and instead of like – because we all know it. Usually people who are like – who are fairly intelligent, they're also more skeptical and they're liable sure. to think like, oh, things aren't going well. I'm just going to whatever, smoke a blunt, eat some Cheetos and watch fucking Fuck yeah. Cinemax or some shit, which we all want to do. <laughs> but you got to – if you want to say – if you want to actually, you know – save fucking civilization and what we're doing here uh, there's no you have to get involved and you have to be politically active and we're the only ones who are going to do it. it you know it reminds me of and you guys are familiar with this you're fucking you're recording out of a new studio tonight i'm sitting in the office of my new studio yeah. and it's like the the amount of tedious fucking effort and work that goes into like just doing something simple like moving into a new studio like the effort you, you always can when you conceptualize it it's like oh i'll just get a new studio and then that'll be that it's yeah. like no motherfucker you got to worry about the microphones you got to worry about the oh, electronics yeah. you got to worry about the lighting you got to worry about you know the design of the studio you got to worry about this you got to worry about that you got to pay this person that person so there's so many things to like dot the i's and cross the t's and this is a really long way of me saying that needs to be done in the United States of America, for people running for office, they need you to like. You think we're capable at this point? I you think, think so. you, you, you yeah. think we have an electorate no, I, that is I, that is informed enough to flip no, the script on this? We I could. do. I do think it's possible, and here's why: when you look at the opinion polls, the American people, while they they don't know many like historical facts, <laughs> uh, they're not they're not masochists. So, in other words, they know what's good for them. If you poll them, a majority of them want single payer health care. A majority of them uh, want uh, free education. A majority of them want to raise taxes on the rich. A majority of them are intrigued by this idea of a political revolution, which Bernie talked about, which is basically getting money out of politics. So the people, like their gut feeling on the issues is kind of correct, like how we should treat people, raise the minimum wage. 80% of people want to raise the minimum wage. So like you have all – the people are all on the right side of that. So then it's just a matter of, okay, now you need to get involved and try to make those changes. And the the one thing that's blocking everything right now, it really is just the the massive amounts of corporate money in our system. I mean, once you once that domino falls, if we can actually get it so that there's no more corporate money in the system, well, then absolutely we can fucking fix our problems, and we'd fix them pretty quickly. Yeah, I I think I have a more pessimistic view of the intelligence and involvement of the American people. I don't see the American people as a reactionary force. Maybe they will be if shit gets bad enough, but I don't want things to get there. I see the writing on the wall. I'm sure you do, Kyle. Shit's getting bad. It's probably going to get worse in the future if we don't do something now to stop it or at least staunch the flow of hey, blood. Paul, we're fucked. Stephen Hawking says we have a thousand years to get off this planet. That's what I'm saying. I, th I, th I think Stephen Hawking is right. I think we've got about 1,000 
thousand years to get the fuck off of this planet, or we're doomed anyway. What's with this we stuff? We, yeah, I we, won't be around we in a as a, years. Dude, as a species, I might be around. I think Kyle no, may, you won't. Dude, Kyle made a great point. No, you though. Like, won't. I, you, God, you're so delusional. You take issues like single payer healthcare, yeah. and you would think it's, it's like the way it's debated, like it's really, really Depends close. How science goes, but it's really not close. But it, it's like it's to me, it's like reminiscent of like the Roman Empire. It's divide and conquer. It's like you you, you target certain segments, so people say, "Wait a minute, I'm going to call my congressman because they're going to tell me what to do with health care and tell me I can't have this or that. I don't want to lose my health care. I'm going to lose health care. So I, I don't need single payer, which is like, no, everyone will, will get a standard of health care. Scientists invent Oreos that are basically the same thing as exercise. Sweet. Sweet. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sold. Well, that's There's that. also the scapegoating issue on the right. Like, I feel like Trump and a bunch of Republican politicians, they're really good at make, t- talking to people who really are in a, like, they're in a bad place. They lost their factory job. They're, they feel hopeless. But you'll have Republican politicians go, oh, well, it's obviously the fault of the, the Hispanic immigrant who fucking yep. works for, like, $6 an hour and is, like, even more vulnerable and powerless than you. Like, blame them. Blame them, and then that'll fix everything. No, that's the oldest fucking trick in the book, that people who are higher than you on the economic ladder point to people who are below you on the economic ladder and go, oh, you guys fight amongst yourself, and I'll run out the back door with all the money. You know, so, Kyle, I was, uh, I was on Twitter uh, the other day, and I, I tweeted out something, and um, I kind of said it as a joke at the time, but the more I really reflect on it, the more it's true. I said, I'm trying to figure out whether I hate the right wing or left wing more, because being a liberal, and I also said this in the tweet, being liberal doesn't sway me in their favor anymore and i really do feel like i just hate both sides like how can i like can, can anything be accomplished? any rational person would can anything That's be true. accomplished from a mentality of just total misanthropy or do i have to let that go well i don't see the thing is i don't think the the where your position is like the ideology that that you represent i don't think it's as lonely as you might think it is because there are so many people who are, you know, basically social Democrats. They believe in social democracy. They want to set up like a Scandinavian type system here Mm. economically. But then when it comes to social issues, they're just libertarian. And they're like, let's leave everybody the fuck alone and let them do whatever they want. And, you know, stop fucking bitching. Your feelings are not more important than the fact. So do we need to start our own party or do we just need to take over the Democrats? Well, how do we get the SJWs out of there? I want them gone. (laughs) They're hurting everything. I wish. They're destroying it. No, they really are. Like, I know people just treat it like, oh, it's just TJ harping on the SJWs. No, I'm like, really, they're, they're actually a problem. They're a legitimate so my, problem because America tr- looks at us. You're totally right. America looks at the left and they see these fucking college kids whining because <laughs> it says nigger and Huck Finn. And then, I mean, like, and then they look at us and say, oh, they're ridiculous. Do they're a bunch of absurd retards. Well, do you remember that story we read where, where, the, where the, the, the university established, I forget which one it was, established a safe space, but it was in a basement. And they wanted, they wanted this fifth yeah. floor one. So they're like, oh. Yeah, we, we covered that. That's ridiculous. And I we're mean, just like, what? Like, what do we do about that, Kyle? How, do, how so, do we fix that? First of all, I just want to say that I think that that's, that is basically the root problem there is it's just super duper duper lazy liberalism. So in other words, these are young kids who feel like I want to, I want to make a difference and I want to feel like I'm part of something and I want to, you know, be part of some sort of movement. And but instead of like doing the hard work necessary to like learn about shit that should actually be fixed, like I don't know, for example, we give billions of dollars to to Saudi Arabia in weapons and then they give it to Al Qaeda and they massacre Yemeni civilians like they don't want to do the hard work 
to learn about things that actually need to be fixed in the world. So they just default to, well, what's happening in front of me now? Oh, well, there was a right-leaning college student that said something that was offensive to a trans person. So, you know, now I'm going to spend the next three weeks shaming them and, you know, telling them to fucking die because they're anti-trans. So it's laziness. So, but I think that can be fixed. I think that those people can be driven out. I think that, um, I think that it's possible to take over the Democratic Party with really issues-focused people. And I honestly think the evidence of that is Bernie Sanders. Because honestly, I, I sold his followers a little short because I kind of assumed, well, look, I mean, I'm sure there's a decent chunk of them that are kind of social justice warriors and they care about, like, you know, they're, they're too much into the authoritarian oh, leftism. Oh, for sure. But no, 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 but I think I was wrong about that because the more time went by, it became clear based off the attacks Hillary was making on Bernie and based on all the attacks that her fucking followers were parroting that, like, almost all of the social justice warriors were in Hillary's movement and they were calling Bernie uh, Bernie supporters sexist and they were using every shitty argument imaginable that was like a social justice warrior argument. Yeah, so sure. I think that... That like that the base of people who were supporting Bernie that represents almost exactly what you're talking about, which is this group of people who are like, let's focus on healthcare, let's focus on getting the money out of politics, let's focus on all these issues that would make people's lives better, and let's not get you know caught up in silliness on college campuses about somebody being offended. The one thing that oh. I didn't like about oh, sorry, I, Ben, you wanted to say something. Oh no, no, I, I actually wanted to move on. So if you no. have a thought, go ahead. I have and one thing it. I want. I want. I want to say one thing about Bernie before we move on. Okay. Uh, the Bernie Sanders thing, like the first time, like the first time I I, I, I saw something about Bernie Sanders, like uh, something that attacked him that actually stuck for me was like. When he let the the BLM people take over his rally. Now, Paul and I have some disagreements about this, whatever. But uh, that to me was like, hmm, maybe he's a little too weak. And then when I saw him give Hillary the endorsement and just, you know, here we go. Well, it's anything's worth it to defeat Trump. So Hillary, everybody. Like, then I'm like, okay, yeah, he's definitely weaker than I thought. I love his policies. But, like, on a personal level, I do kind of wish he was a little bit more like Trump, honestly. Like, when it comes to his personality. Like, I wish that he had Trump's personality, but Bernie's policies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I would really... That's, that, to me, would be the ideal politician. Like, okay, there's my guy right there. Yeah, I think you, I don't just know if stumbled that a, you stumbled across your next video, and you need to call it Left Trump. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we need to go to... We, you know what we need to do? We need to open a portal to an alternate universe and go kidnap liberal Trump and bring him here. Yep. <laughs> so, Liberal Trump was Trump at one point. <laughs> I know you're right. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Kyle, are are you familiar with Tommy Sotomayor by any by any chance? Um, vaguely, I know that he he's a black conservative, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. I, I just want to let you know that as a white liberal, you are actually one of the most racist people in America. This is true. Of course, totally. Yeah, and we're gonna yeah. we're gonna play a video really quick here. Uh, first, I have to play the. Should the, we should we tell uh, Kyle before we play the video? Like, well, what? Let happened? me play the intro oh, okay, here cool. really quick. There he is. Oh no, that's G man. Where is it? Is, oh wow, racist fucking bad. Yeah, it's me. I'm a they all look alike. To all, all the darkies don't look alike. <laughs> it's very. Very witty, crazy so, people. 
so should I sum it up real quick for Kyle or would yeah, you like go to ahead. Go, no, no, no. Um, so the last show that we had, uh, we learned through our chat that Tommy Sotomayor was also streaming live at the same time. And we had just uh-huh. come up with this great joke. We have a theory here that Anderson Cooper and Glenn Beck are actually uh, in a relationship, uh, a closeted <laughs> gay relationship together. And we came up with a name. What was that name? Glanderson DJ? Booper. Glanderson Booper. Uh, well, you know, we're a bunch of stoners over here, so we thought that was hilarious. And, and we live in Washington now, so course. we're stoned all the time. Of course. So we decided awesome. that because Tommy was live, we would send our people over there to, uh, you know, spam Glanderson Booper for a little while in his chat. And this was his reaction to that. Yeah. This is Let's what he see. says. This is yeah. A- and, and, and I want to point out. All we did was say Glanderson Booper. Yep. We didn't say anything else. We didn't send anybody. The one th- thing we said, the woman on his show, we said she talked too much. She sure. did. And that's it. We didn't say anything else about no. her. No. Nope. Bro, that is claims. so sexist. You're so sexist. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're also racist. Uh, that's <laughs> how racist we are. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. There you go. There's Tommy. Ugh. He's a good man. He's such garbage. What's going on, everyone? It's your boy, Tommy Sotomayor. I want to be really quick because I don't really What's know how to What's with the porn music this. in the background? But he always does not every show with every a young video. lady. Yeah, there's always something in the background. I've, I've heard him put the doors in like Depeche mode in the background yeah. before too. <laughs> yeah, and this guy's le- this guy's legitimately been on show like shows and shit. He's been on the Blaze before. Yeah, he's been on the Blaze. Yeah, I don't know That's why true. Fox hasn't hired him. He's a black conservative. He's one of like eight of them in the country. So there you go. Yeah, but he's the first to call someone racist that criticizes him. Yep, yeah, he right. does Let's the. Do. Like he 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 plays both sides. He does. Yep. The, the, the fun thing about Tommy is he'll sit there and he'll he'll use his blackness to criticize black people in a way Especially that white racists like black women. Right. Yeah. yeah. But totally. then if someone attacks him who's white, he immediately plays the race card against them. Like they uh. hate me because I'm black. So he ha- he tries uh. to have it both ways. It's really a hideous. All we did was have people go to his chat room and and spam Anderson or Glanderson Booper. That's all. That's and, that's and you, all we there's did. video evidence that that's all that happened. No. But listen to no. how he characterizes no. it here. By the name of Melanin Sutek. Mm-hmm. And what she and I were talking about was how it appears that pro-blacks, the people who are supposed to be looking out for the best interests of blacks. He's obsessed with race too. Everything has to do with yeah. like. Like we, we're all separated by our race. Yeah, everybody Racist. has everybody has a lens that they look through the world yeah. through, and Tommy's is definitely race. Yep. Standing up for blacks seem to be only standing up for the most savage and degenerate blacks. A topic that you'd assume not many white people would want to have a part of. We didn't. But no. during the show, my chat room was flooded. With stupid comments. Glanderson huh? Booper. That only a white boy could love. Only a white, white dude. Boy. Yeah. Like, wait, no wait, black wait. person okay. can ever find Glanderson Booper amusing. Yet again, Tommy, you're a racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. what's up racist. with that? Only a white boy could love it? What, what oh, just wait. Dude, he's, it's 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 going to get so it's much less. worse. Yeah. Everybody knows these comments. White dudes really get off by being jack-offs and jerk-offs. Yeah. Just a-holes wait, and stupid that only white people comment. That's such a generalization. What does that yeah, even mean? Yeah. Just wait. I mean, just because he's dealing with four white dudes in us that do enjoy being jack-offs and jerk-offs yeah. doesn't mean that all, <laughs> you know, not all whites, you know. Yeah. Hashtag Hashtag not the funny part whites. about this is I can say whatever I want to say about black folks. The one thing black people don't do 
go and mess around uh, with no, white According people. to you, you can't say whatever you want to say about black people because they threaten your life and you have to wear a bulletproof vest <laughs> when you leave your fucking house. That's right. He did, so, make a, he did make a video that you may have missed, Kyle, where he <laughs> talked about how because he gets so much hate online. From black people. From black said. people. Yes. That he was, he was afraid to walk to his mailbox and actually made a video in a bulletproof Kevlar vest to prove to us that wow. he was... With a bunch of guns he, like... He actually... Yeah. He actually went after me one time. I, I had done a segment because uh, I read a really interesting article that had like, God, like a dozen different examples of pictures of like white people riding after a sporting event. And so I did a segment comparing like what happened when there was a riot after like some innocent black person was killed, comparing yeah. that to like white people riding after like a hockey game or some shit. Yeah. And, and he did a segment and I think he said that I was like Coonan. I was Coonan for black people or some Coonan. shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what that means. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, slavery is a choice, by the way. Well, uh, Tommy, gonna... has, uh, Tommy has said that slavery is a choice. He's like, you, you can die or you can fight. So it was slavery, slavery is by definition not a choice. It's forced labor. It's a choice. When, God damn it! When we spammed his chat, it was him and and a black woman discussing whatever some matter. We don't of, even know. Yeah, and Tommy's a retard. We don't even dude. care. But he's about to claim that we called them both niggers. We never did that. Yeah, what? we never did. Yes. If you skip, we, you can yeah, see. Hold on. If you skip, if you don't mess around with the white gamers, but the white gamers love to come over to black people and call them niggers. What white gamers? The white Boys get a kick out of that while they're sitting in their homes. Uh, but the problem is nobody wants to point out who's doing it. What? Oh God. I don't Hold know. on a second. This is how incompetent he is. This is the His part washing of the video machine. you edit, Tommy. His washing machine is going off and he leaves that in. The, it, it's a touch. Yeah. If you skip to about two-thirds through this video, he really starts accusing us of sending people. Because it's like a 13-minute fucking machine. video. Oh, okay. Don't want you guys uh, to think I, think I have that nine-volt smoke yeah, detector battery problem. We only have to listen to about the first three minutes but of this. to go back to it, the problem is the people who are doing it are these liberals. Jerk off white boys messing with black folks. No. No. And it kind of made me think. Tonight, what will make these dudes, and they want me to say their names, and I refuse to say their names. No. So we what they've done. Say Glenderson Booper. Yeah, yeah the exactly. whole point was we wanted you to say Glenderson Booper. So we say had Glenderson Booper. That. Tommy, if you want this to end, just say Glenderson Booper. Glenderson Booper. Glenderson Booper. Glenderson Booper. <laughs> we need you to validate the, the news's best power couple. How big is this guy's audience? Big. Bigger than big. you would fucking imagine. Yeah. Really? He has about, yeah, uh, at one point, he, he, I mean, he has, it's kind of hard to say because he has several different channels, it, but yeah, on this uh -huh. particular channel, he has about 265,000 people. He'd be over a million oh, if he hadn't have been flagged. This guy like, is not, he's not, he, he's not small beans. Yeah. They've decided to, because uh, they were supposed to be more popular than me. Everybody said, he's got almost a million subscribers and... They get 4,000 people yeah. per show. Okay, they're bigger than me. Cool. So I don't know why they continue to mess with me. In more ways. To the than point of where one, one of them. We mess with you because you're fucking ridiculous. Tommy, you're a butthurt little bitch. You didn't have to shut down your chat. People were just saying shit you didn't like. Dude, what are you. What is, I mean, how did I mean, it hurt you? If I, I'm, I'm sitting right here in front of our chat, it's 100% gibberish and nonsense. <laughs> oh, we don't, no. We're shut not trying down. to censor. We don't care. Um, and not, not not to mention uh, the fact that oh fuck I lost my train of thought just have started Your going to my dude. IMDb <laughs> and every time he does a little episode anyway. of his online stuff he tags it to my IMDb so it looks like I was on their show stuff too later but on they're more popular than me why would they take out all this time.
We don't. The okay. Last night they had people come into my chat room okay. doing a live show. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the people called us all kinds of niggers. No, now these white boys are supposed to be liberals. As a matter of fact, he made a video trying to go off on me because I said um, blacks could have fought slavery. He was supposed to be Mr. Liberal yeah, taking up for blacks. And black people said. going. You said slavery is, was a choice. Yeah. It was I mean, a choice. Your video was slavery was a choice. Yep. Black people uh, chose slavery. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He made a video uh, saying that. Also, Tommy, please, black people fought slavery. They were killed. Yeah. That's and what he false DMCA'd us that's, for making fun of that video. That's what I was going to oh, say. No. Tommy seems utterly bewildered that we would ever have any vendetta against him. <laughs> you crippled our fucking channel for oh. a month on a bullshit DMCA, Tommy. Oh, in this video, he pretends like he graciously rescinded. He did no, not. No, he did not. Around saying, yeah, you didn't mess with them, them white boys. They're going to do this and that to you. So black people were championing these white boys, these liberals. Because, you know, liberals love black folks. But there's no more, there's nobody more liberal, I mean racist, than these liberal white dudes. Oh, <laughs> oh and it was proven tonight. <laughs> and throughout the comment section, they were able to get 4,000 people who were watching their live show to come spam my live show <laughs> with this black woman. Call her all kind of apes, call me all kinds of niggers. Total lie. Yep, complete fabrication. You yes. can go You can go watch the video that we did. Or you can watch our last episode and see what we did, or you can go watch his uh, videos and see what happened. And it was, the entire chat was full of people saying Glanderson Booper. He no also, one was saying not nigger or ape. Not, not that no, was there proof on his channel and, and ours. Well, maybe he took his down. But Tommy, how how unoriginal do you think we are, and why would we even say that to you? That's not that's not. There's never been our line of attack. You're a moron. We make fun of you because you're stupid, not because of the color of your yeah. skin. Yeah. Later on in the video, he says you bitched out on being on his show. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yep. He does. Yep. Okay. That's why, that's why I was saying skip two thirds in. Let me tell you. No. Yeah. He, I mean, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Me too. Let me tell you this went down. He asked yeah, me, and I, I said, no, I didn't want to go on his show. This Let me was during something. our channel was crippled. When our channel him. was down for, by the DMCA, I went into his chat room, and I'm like, hey, I'm here in your chat. And he's like, come on my show then. I'm like, okay, I will. And he's like, you know what? I'm actually tired. <laughs> we'll do it later. <laughs> it and now happened. the story is I bitched That's out. Weird. And then we waited okay. like two weeks for the flag to be removed. And they're liberals. They're supposed to be the ones that are. Oh, oh, and also when uh, when when he took our channel down, we said we were going to sue him because we were losing a lot of revenue right. because of that. And then he started a, a fundraiser, being like, "Help me raise money yeah. to combat white liberalism." He made like seventy thousand dollars. You had good oh instincts not to go on the show. Yeah. This guy is a fucking scammer. Yeah, he, he's he, a huckster. He was gonna make a documentary called "Fatherless America," which is hilarious because he's got uh, a bunch never, of children yeah, that he and never he never sees. made it. He raised like all this money, never made it. He, he was he had his white liberal defense fund slash fund my lifestyle fund, which was supposed to be used to defend against our impending lawsuit, which was never filed. So we're the forty thousand dollars. His Tommy. own son has made like videos against. Him. You see, you see, like, Kyle. Like this is wow. why I. Uh, this yeah. is why I think that sometimes we're we're fucked as far as the intelligence of the American people go. Because like half of Tommy's videos are him showing off the mansions that he buys with these donations Nick, yeah. that are supposed to go. Like, well, 
he doesn't buy them. He rents them. Well, you know what else he does? He he'll like meet women online and like fly them in, yep. and then like get them in bikinis and like have them swim in his swimming pool. He's like, look what I got. Yeah, yeah. But people keep donating yep. every time Tommy comes up with another project that never comes to fruition. Seventy seventy thousand dollars just ends up in his bank account. Jeez, you're so, making me really happy. I didn't go on his show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You made it a be. you made a wise choice. Decline. Different yeah, than Donald Trump and the Republicans taking up for ya. So out of all the disses they could come up with, why did they have to do that? Oh, every time you see the Harambe comments, it's what? a white liberal. Yes. Yeah, we didn't saying say that you're black and you look like what? 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 Which are the Trump supporters you're, love that Harambe dude, pull, shit? I love how he just pulls shit directly out of his ass and just yeah, we're calling him a gorilla. It, like uh, it, he's he's linking Harambe comments. Yeah. Tommy, to us. hey Tommy, show us where we made all the where all of us made all these racist comments. I'd like to see that because you, since you're saying he's making these statements, show where Ben said it or TJ said it or I said it or Paul said it. Just show us where we said that. Never, yeah. never happened. Exactly. Tommy's all kind of coon. Now, they continued there, on it. so much so that I found out when I watched the white boys replay of his show, what they did was not only did they take my material, they had to make comments about it. Uh-huh. Then they jumped uh, It's not comments. Yeah, it's called fair use. Yeah. 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 On my live show, told people to come to my live show. Yeah, we so did. when I shut down the YouTube comment section and tried to open up my live stream, they went over there too. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And part, the white people who were following them never questioned them and said, Well, sir, they're not bothering us. As a matter of fact, those black people are bothering nobody. They're actually over there having a conversation about black people. Mm-hmm. Why are we, these white liberals, going to spam <laughs> their comment section, then go spam their other comment section? And then afterwards, he told them, let's make sure we go spam his Twitter. Tommy, you want to know why? Let me spell it out for you. Because it was fucking funny, and, dude. And yeah. it was funny as shit. And you crippled our channel. You the crippled amount our channel. Of shit, the amount of shit that every person on YouTube gets, whether it be on your Twitter feed or whether it be in the comment section or whether it be for your live show or whatever it is, like all of us deal with fucking just incoherent babble the response to that yeah. is who gives a shit who cares yeah. who cares why are you doing a segment on it dude what is the like what, kyle how many times you could call like cuck or i hear that dude, lesbian can softball you, can you imagine all kyle's time. like twitter and his, all his shit he deals with i mean you, kyle, how big is your channel i know you have you have quite a few uh subscribers on youtube like what's it, like four hundred thousand um for, uh four hundred and fifteen thousand or something like so, that I mean, you um, must, so you deal with a lot of that shit for sure well, yeah, and I also I I do like a daily show, so it's I'm releasing like eight clips uh, five days a week. Yeah, so oh, yeah. But you know when? But here's the thing: if I'm ever in a mood, and it's most of the time when I don't want to read comments, I just don't fucking read comments. It's not that difficult. I would never like find a comment and then like I'm gonna do a fucking <laughs> three-hour segment on this, and I am appalled that Mr. Random well, Commentator. Said. And especially if the, the fucking thing they were saying was Glanderson Booper. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I file that under, I don't give a fuck. Who cares? You know, uh, you know, Kyle, I think you may not be surprised to learn that uh, Atheism is Unstoppable is a uh, fan of this guy. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, we, we could talk about uh, Devin, but there's Do you want that to? guy. 
Let's do Beta. it. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Let's talk about it. Um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I, I don't think I've say, ever heard you actually address it. So there's a uh, – <laughs> first of all, well, I'll just – before I talk about him, I'll just say I disagree with him most of the time. But sure. when he – um, there, I, I got to give him a little bit of credit because, like, what is it? 70, 80 percent of his audience is overwhelmingly pro-Trump. And like yes. he'll go out there every video and he'll just be like, Hillary. "Fuck you all! I'm pro Hillary and she's well, awesome." And his... every video is like, "Ah, I love Hillary." And again, like I disagree with him. I despise fucking Hillary Clinton. I also despise Trump. But I mean, you got to give somebody a little uh, some credit for going out there and saying, "I know that all of you are gonna fucking hate this and massively dislike it, but this is what I'm gonna say." Because I've done that on some issues, and it's not easy. You you know, you know, like, well, I'm going to get a wave of I disagree with you on this, but you fucking say it anyway. What's the biggest backlash you've gotten on YouTube for anything you said? Um, well, there was one time that I was, I was legitimately wrong about something, and I just made a dumb comment about, um, like, Nate Silver had said that Hillary's chances were 80% to win the election, and in the middle of a rant, I said something really dumb, like, Oh, yeah, show me the poll that has her at 80%. And people were like, oh, you fucking moron. That's not how statistics work. And I was like, oh, that's right. That is not at all how statistics work. Yeah. So I, I basically I pulled that video and I basically tweeted something like I'll I'm going to put a different I'll do a different segment tomorrow and I'll address that. And I basically said, yeah, he's he's obviously that's not how polls work. And I was wrong in that. But I kind of semi-doubled down, at least in the sense that I still thought he was wrong on his overall take, because he was saying Hillary had like an 80% chance to win like at the beginning of the general election. And I said, look, man, that may be the snapshot right now, but you're not factoring in how they're running their campaigns. And I had already seen warning signs. Now, I know that he can't quantify that, but I want like I wanted to lay that out in my segment like, oh, you really think it's 80 percent or 85 percent? That's just not true, man. But in the midst of doing that, I said something stupid. So I got some backlash. So sometimes sure. the backlash is merited and sometimes it's totally justified. But then there's other times that it's just fucking stupid. And you're like, shut the fuck up. Of all the shit oh, I've ever GJ's. talked about, the biggest one was the, the the most I ever offended people was when yeah. I said soccer is bullshit. Yeah. Well, it was like the World Cup are going on oh, or something. Whoa, whoa, you're whoa, like, I don't care. First of all, no, no, no. Okay. Nobody has ever been more factually correct than somebody who says soccer is bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> soccer All right, get ready for your subscriber yeah. count. Kyle's Kyle. sub count from Europe goes like yeah. this. I now. love soccer, audience. We love I it. Mean, well, football, yeah, look, because we're going to let you call it football. Yay. Right. Look, man, I, I'm not begrudging anybody. If you love soccer, fine. You love soccer. I mean, I'm a goofy motherfucker, too. I love golf. I'm a fucking liberal who plays oh, golf. I'm God. one of eight in the country. So I get it, like people are into weird shit, but don't try to pretend like soccer is like has actually has this kind of appeal that everybody just gets. <laughs> golf, golf ain't don't. weird shit though. Golf is just like it's kind of boring if you're not into it. You just watch it and you're like, why are they doing this? This is pointless. It's fun to play. Like well, if you're yeah. actually like. Well, you know what the, the the fun in playing would be like if you sucked because they'd be trying to like, how the fuck am I gonna get this fucking ball in that hole? Most 500 people yards suck away. at golf. Like even people who play like years and years suck. Sure. Especially Dude. compared to the pros, there's such a big differential between a pro golfer and like the most experienced. Well, yeah, you're talking about someone that, that has practiced for fucking years of their life doing only this versus some, of some them, asshole that goes on the weekend. Some of them just have it naturally. So like, there's like there's such a different between like the worst pro golfer and the best amateur golfer there's just like this huge oh, yeah. gap 
No, and if you like, all you have to do is go to the golf range like three times, and then you would want to play like every week. You'd want to do it every week because it's one of those things where you get like one little taste of what one good shot feels like, and good shots are really elusive in golf. So you're yeah. like, oh, I just want to keep doing it until I hit those shots all the time. And it's basically like unmasterable. I mean, look at what happened with Tiger Woods. He was yeah. so insanely dominant. I mean, the guy yeah. fucking 14 majors and then now he, you know, he went through a spell of sh shanking shots and duffing shots. Well, I would say golf above most professional sports is mind over matter in many ways. And after the scandals he had that kind of took him down if you've noticed, he never won. He had a lot of injuries, Another too. One. Yeah, true. He, well, he, had, yeah. he had some serious knee problems. Yeah, he never won a major after the scandal in 09, yeah. but he did. In 2013, though, he was player of the year, so he had like he won like a bunch of tournaments. He just never won a major after that. So I, I know what everyone wants. So Jack so everyone wants reigns Everyone supreme. wants some Ann Coulter, don't they? Uh you guys want some Ann Coulter? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Bring it on, man. It's always Coulter. Easy to mock. Everyone wants a big old plate of Ann Coulter. Get your Ann Coulter. Get your Ann Coulter. Steaming hot, boy. Here we go. It's uh, right right below the one we've just oh, played. Stunningly, and I only found this out during after Trump made his, his proposal that we slow down the Muslim immigration, we have been admitting more Muslims after 9-11 than we were admitting before 9-11. As I say in my book, Muslims must have thought, you know, when they're about to commit 9-11, boy. Whoever that kid that screamed was, I agree with them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that up there? Is everyone ready for Sharia law? Because it's, it's coming tomorrow. In yeah, my, it's right around in, the corner. In my very early 20s, this woman was like, she was, she was the villain in my life. <laughs> I wanted nothing more than to see her get hurt horribly in a car accident or something. Like, I really wished pain on Ann Coulter. Now I just kind of laugh when I see her, but there was a point in I time. Feel, I feel bad for people who, like, think she's saying anything that even remotely resembles truth. Sure. Like, it's really sad if people think she's, like, saying things that are true. And you know what her alma mater Dude, is? What is it? University Hell? of Michigan. Be, you know, you know. I mean, really, people people there are divorcing Ann Coulter from. I mean, look, she's saying all this shit. and She's doing all this shit Nuke because Michigan. she wants to make fucking money. Of she course. sells books. I didn't know that back in the day. This, this, yeah. is, this is a personality that's just like it's totally contrived. It's what are they, like she she just listens to what the rumblings online and goes. She she just has her finger on the pulse and goes, oh, okay, that's what they want to hear. And she yeah, gives, gives she it to might her. be. We gonna she might. She might be the clearest example of that. Like, I don't know. Like, it's hard to tell which of the characters who are right-wing pundits are liars and which ones are, like, acting and which ones are honest but stupid. But with her, it's like, she's probably the clearest example of, yeah, it kind of looks like you're just doing it so that you can get paid and you found this niche and then that's how you're making money. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I always called her the female Limbaugh because I think if anybody on the right, at least in my history, has rivaled Ann Coulter for just absolute bullshit, it's Limbaugh. Dude, she oh. goes on Bill, uh, every almost every season of Real Time. She's on Bill Maher, and she, it's always here's my new book. Yeah, let me argue with some yeah. liberals some more. She wants to get that money. She wants to get the liberal that's yeah. going to go buy her book and go. Why liberals she's wrong. are a bunch of butt just, fucking faggots? She's an idiot. She's yeah. wrong. Liberals will rape your grandma. No, Demon in this, this We're quality. more immigrants from Muslim countries than we do from all of the British Isles. Nonsense. <laughs> Can we Nonsense. Do we take a vote on? 
Yeah, I don't believe. I mean, like, whenever okay. Ann Coulter comes out with a fact, I'm just like, I don't. Yeah, know. No, no, there's, no. there's like 50 million illegal you. immigrants here. Yeah, we'll look that up later, and I guarantee you that's bullshit. Okay, first of all, here's what I know. I know, like, everybody's making a big deal about Syrian refugees. You know how many we took yeah. in? Ten thousand. Yep. You know yeah. how many they took in in like fucking Germany, like millions over the past few years in Europe, like yeah, millions. Tur Turkey, millions. Well, let me ask you a question about that since we're on the subject. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Like, when look, I'm 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 a liberal. When I heard like we're letting all these refugees in, I'm like, eh, you know, that's you know that seems fine. And then, you know, a lot of things have happened since then. Like I, I watched that 60 Minutes interview or uh, a report where they, you know, they tried to go into that um, refugee part of town in Sweden, and they they were basically attacked within seconds and shit. You're having all kinds of problems there. I mean, like, you know, do, do you think that uh, there is a point where it's too much? Yeah, no, no, of course, because there's so there is a discussion to be had about how many do you let in? I mean, that's the most reasonable discussion ever. I mean, we're a sovereign nation. Every single sovereign nation on the planet has borders. If you have yeah. a nation, you get to control your immigration flow. There's no question about that. Yeah. So yeah, there's a there's a line, but I think the 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 point is that as far as where we're at in the US, where we have like people like fucking Ann Coulter and a bunch of morons who are pretending like Sharia law really is going to take over Oklahoma when we've only fucking taken in 10,000 Syrian refugees. And by the way, 80% of them are women. Like, uh -huh. they're, they've really crafted this thing to do like the minimal amount of risk and do the bare minimum possible to help these people. Look, if it was me, if I was president and I was, you know, uh, crafting some sort of policy. Uh, I think that I would probably take in probably like 60,000 or 100,000 or something like that. And don't get me wrong, I would do, like right now we have a really like rigorous uh, vetting process in place. So it takes like a year on average to get in here, and they do biometric screening. Do you? There's do like you but dude, well, let me ask you this. We have, a we have a country. We have a country that borders us that's taken Canada. Canada takes in tons and tons. Like in Canada, you can literally sponsor refugees from Syria or whatever country. It's Canadian law right. if you have the money. And like their country is not collapsing. Look, there's been some terrorist plots that have, have, have originated in Toronto for sure and parts of Canada, but it's, this isn't like a huge fucking issue. Like, do you feel no, like totally. part, 100%, do you feel like part 100%. of the problem though is like is that uh, we bring these people over here or to wherever they go, Sweden, Germany, whatever, Western Europe, the United States, yeah, Canada, they, wherever. But they we, we put them all in one place and we say, all right, here you go. Like maybe we should spread them out a little more. Like no, maybe that's, don't okay. let them fucking exist within a like. There's a reason no, their country no, no. failed. You nailed it. No, you nailed it because. The so that's that's the difference between the kind of multiculturalism that you're talking about in Europe, where it's like multiculturalism, where you have like very distinct pockets of like, oh, over there it's you know uh, ultra orthodox Jews, and over there it's fundamentalist Muslims, and over there it's you know whatever people who are more secular and liberal. Yeah, that that's a kind of multiculturalism that's doomed for disaster because what's sure. going to happen is you have like fundamentalist Muslims and ultra-Orthodox Jews are going to clash, and those ideologies, if they're extremist ideologies in those communities, it's going to, it's like built to spread and be fairly supremacist. Yep. And so that's a that's a kind of multiculturalism that's bound for failure, and that's what we're seeing a lot in so Europe. So you think like but, you think the melting but, pot approach is better? Hundred percent. Yeah, the, the, the mosaic 100%. versus the melting pot. The melting pot so, works better. Of okay, course the melting pot works better, and I think the, the main thing is, first of all, what TJ said is 100% right. You just got to spread them out all over the place. And the second thing is, the non-negotiable thing should be secular schools. If you're raised in a, in a secular environment, 
then there's you're not gonna the chances of you becoming some sort of uber religious fundamentalist are just super low because you're the whole culture you're in you're gonna be immersed in fucking pop culture and music and TV like all so, that shit. So do you do you end homeschooling then? Um. Well, now you're gonna make that, me that, 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 think deeply on air. Dude, yeah. <laughs> um. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I mean. I don't know if I would ban homeschooling or even ban religious schooling. I mean, there's Catholic schools all over the place and shit. Um, but not for refugees, but, though. No, I would, but I would just try to incentivize as much as possible secular schools because <laughs> that's the answer. That's the key so that we can kind of not have this clash of civilizations thing going on. Well, let's see what Ann Coulter is saying here. But yeah, uh, dude, but, uh, one, one point for you that I saw Richard Dawkins go to the, some Muslim schools in the UK and they were being taught things that were totally factually incorrect, like evolution is basically bullshit, you know, a lot yeah, of things. No, so you, you that have shouldn't to, be allowed. You, yeah, exactly. That, well, that's then, the, but that the, point. the reason I brought up homeschooling is I have a sister who's an ultra-fundamentalist Christian who homeschools her children and they're being taught things that are factually just not true every yeah. day and when they are finally released from this homeschooling and sent out into college they're going to be at a huge social disadvantage huge. a huge Hopefully knowledge unprepared. disadvantage and they're intelligent little kids so for me i think that it's time that we do something about this homeschooling i don't think that we can we can trust that that uh, children are getting a, a standard education at home and learning the facts of the well, uh, the world we need some kind of a standard that we hold uh, education to no okay so so the first step to what you're talking about there is just you have to have uh, federal standards for education. Now, I know like with Common Core, maybe it was done wrong and maybe it was oh, done in a goofy wrong. way where there's a lot of shit in there that just shouldn't be in there. But the idea of national standards for education, there should be no debate about that because – Let's be real. If we don't have national standards, the people in Alabama and Mississippi and Kentucky are going to be learning that creationism is fucking true and evolution yep. is false and R Jesus loved Reagan. And you can't have that. You <laughs> Jesus have to have Reagan. You have to have a situation where it's like they're actually learning shit or else you're putting them at a massive disadvantage. So, yeah, I would have national standards. And then the question of homeschooling and religious schools in general. I mean, I again, I don't know if we can ban them but what i would do is you would have to just incentivize secular schools i don't know well, how but paul you is, have to find paul a way more to authoritarian you, you, I, I am more authoritarian but I'm, I'm, i i i kind of want to pursue this a little more and then i'll shut up because i know ahead, you paul. Get i know i actually want to hear you uh, lay out because yeah, okay. you know for, for me can we really can we really uh, dance around the banning of homeschooling i mean i look i know i know a lot of this is anecdotal but once again once again i've i've witnessed the destruction that homeschooling can wreak paul These, can i add something sure please do paul also advocates for the banning of any religion yeah, other than Paul one. also. Oh, I'm sorry, Ben. Or, or, he not also, the banning, not the banning. Oh, well, hold on. Actually, I I meant to say it differently. Sure. Sorry, I'm a little tipsy. Sure. It's okay. Paul actually advocates for the banning of any other language other than the universal common language. Yes. Yeah. So I do. I mean, well, like, I mean, like we're talking long. We're talking long term here. I'm not talking about like now we make fucking uh, all other languages. Uh, just want to put that illegal. into perspective for you. But, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I have some wild ideas about the future, <laughs> but um, uh, ultimately. Speaking, can we really dance around the idea of hey, we cannot allow religious zealots to take children and raise them in their home to believe things that are factually untrue, that are demonstrably uh, destructive 
two uh, the, the 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 chances that human human think, beings have me, to let, survive. Let me ask you a question: Do you think anyone wants to poke the religious people in this country with a stick of saying, Absolutely I mean, no, not. No, he's oh, not, we not, need not, to. I, mean, I agree with you. We like, should. There's should a bigger. I mean, like you know, we talk about children being brainwashed, but I mean, like adults brainwash themselves in this country. Of like, course. Oh, the only news I trust is Breitbart. You know it's what? Like, though? Uh, you know what? Though the reason I mean, that those the, the reason that those adults exist, these low information voters that you're talking about, yeah. is because the education system failed them. The education failed in its number one, uh, uh, you know, its number one goal, which is to make critical thinkers out of children. Yes. Period. So, um, what do you think, Kyle? I, I think, that, first of all, I think that the goal that you're trying to achieve, which is basically to have everybody in an environment where they're actually learning shit at school, I think that goal is something that we all agree on. It's just a matter of how you achieve that. And there may be a way to do that where you don't poke the community with a stick and basically say, you're wrong and we're going to ban it. Like, there might be a way to say, okay, well, maybe you get an extra tax break if you send your kids to a public school so you're financially incentivized to do it. Or maybe right. you have some sort of government, um, some sort of uh, standardized testing where even if they're homeschooled, they're forced to take this standardized testing I, once I can every tell you year this. or every it, other year or something. That may sway. That may sway some of the homeschool advocates, but I'm telling you, a tax break is not swaying my sister, and the people that are like her. She's not looking for a tax break. She thinks honestly and and genuinely believes that her children are not going to learn the truth unless she teaches okay, them. Okay, but imagine what happens when you when you tell that group of people. Nope, not allowed to do that anymore. Yep. They're, They're going to have a giant fucking apoplectic shit fit. So? That's going to fuck it. I mean, well, uh, well I mean, we, we have so, apoplectic but, shit fits in this country every fucking day about shit. Yeah, I think it's No, no, no. But, but Paul, he's saying it'll make the problem worse. Paul, Paul, he's saying it would make the problem worse. So the thing that you're trying to avoid, they'd go deeper down that tunnel if you were to try to take such an yeah, authoritarian that, yeah, approach. I, I think they would create a fucking mentality of like, maybe in the everything you learn at school is a lie. It's a lie. Maybe in the Short Don't trust term. anything. Maybe in the short term. No, no, no. You know what? Look, they can tell their children the that. They can tell That's their the children point, that. Though. They can say, you know what? When right, you go, up, when you go oh, hold okay, okay, hold on. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kyle. Kyle. No, I was just saying, we're really, I mean, we're 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 dancing on the deck of the Titanic here because we all agree on the goal. Yeah. By the way, did, did that even make sense? I just made that up now, and that doesn't <laughs> even make sense. Dancing on the deck. No, I got it. We all go down with the ship. All right. You did. I was like, you know, yeah, and I'm like, don't say it. Stop dancing. Get in the lifeboat. You know. No, it worked. It worked. You did good. It sounds um, good anyways. It sounded good. It sounded right. good, so no one's going to question it. We all want to get people to learn in a secular environment where they're actually learning shit, and it's just a matter of what approach you take to try to get there. So well, we agree with your end goal, but I, I, don't, I yeah. just don't know here's the detail. The, I honestly I mean, here's the other problem I have with it. Think. You have to think for like a week to come to a conclusion here. I don't have kids, but I honestly think if I was raising kids, I'd probably consider sending them to fucking uh, homeschooling them. Because I don't fucking like the education system either, sure. but for other reasons. Sure, yeah. sure. So, I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. You think I, I kind of feel on both sides You of probably feel it's too standardized. And yeah, too, I do feel like it's yeah. too regimented uh, and standardized the, the and heart, it saps people of their creativity. Well, you know, Paul, Paul actually worked uh, in a school district I did. for a while. Well, I, I mean, I don't want to go off on a fucking huge tangent here, but I worked for, I worked for a ahead. school district for eight years, and I saw the destructive nature of uh, Common Core. I saw how hmm. it just doesn't work. It doesn't educate Why, do, why doesn't it work? Because it I, it does lay it out. I've heard of so many people talk about Common Core, but okay. you actually were on the ground. Yeah, yeah, I was on happened. the ground and I saw what happened. Paul, At least it, Paul, it's when was anecdotal. it implemented? 
Well, when was it implemented? I don't I don't know an exact year, but I know that it came into being. I, I worked for a school district for eight years as a technology consultant, and I was the one that was setting up the back end of Common Core. That was my okay. job, uh, setting up the testing environment for Common Core. Um, and I watched as it happened. And what Common Core does is it completely ignores two things that I think are essential to a good education. Number one, it, 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 it completely ignores aptitudes in students, interests in students. Students should be encouraged to pursue the things that they are interested in and not penalized for things that they're not as good at. You know what? I struggled with math my entire life. I consider me myself too. I consider myself a reasonably intelligent person. Put me in a fucking math class, I'm I'm dumb. Because me that's too. not what that's not the way my brain works, right? Yeah, me it too, completely totally. ignores that me with children. Too. They do not nurture children anymore in their aptitudes. They treat children like they're little information vessels, right? And here's and, and then the second thing that it does wrong is it completely removes autonomy from a teacher like teaching is such a creative profession teachers have this um th th their own style of teaching yeah. i had teachers growing up in the same school district that i worked in for eight years that changed my fucking life that changed my perspective teachers aren't allowed to do that anymore because they're given a script and they're told stand in front of your kids read this script Test them in, in this way. There's no, there's no creativity in education anymore. So you think that it's been basically what you're saying is you think it's been standardized to the point where it like the life has been sucked out of it. Absolutely, and wow. and on top of that, it's used as a bludgeon against teachers, right? I, I I'm a big advocate for reform in teachers unions. I think that teachers unions cause a lot of problems. Um, I, I don't want to abolish teachers unions, but this idea that you can't fire a bad teacher because they have tenure is bullshit. I agree with that. I watch so many teachers that didn't give a fuck teaching classrooms 40 to 1 40 kids to one teacher teaching classrooms of kids they couldn't give a shit about that has to stop and if it doesn't stop we are fucked going forward Fuck! Damn, Paul's Fuck. getting fired up. I like this. He is. No, Paul, uh, no this, this is common for Paul. This is my shit. You know what I mean? Because uh, to bring it all full, full circle and then I'll shut up and let everybody else talk kids are programmed to believe what you tell them and there's a reason for that, biologically. If you tell a kid, don't go near the river because there's fucking crocodiles that'll eat you, they need to believe you, yeah. right? Biology works that way. We're telling, we're telling children lies, and we're sanctioning it in this country. We're sanctioning the idea that a, that a parent can keep their child out of school and teach them that Noah's Ark is true. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck it. If we don't stop... If we don't stop now, we are fucked because these are the people that elect Donald Trump. These are the people that allow the DNC to rot to the point where Hillary Clinton, the massive failure that is Hillary Clinton, is put at the fucking masthead of a party. Hey, Paul. Sorry. Hey, hey Paul, man. We may Bring on the nukes, right? Bring on the nukes. Bring on that the was nukes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful when he gets on. Like Dude, that. Paul, that, Paul was on a roll. That was a good rant. That was a good it rant. It was. It was indeed. That's a legendary rant right there. Um, so I don't think we're getting much hay out of this uh, culture video. Uh, I don't know. Oh, if, but uh, hold we'll on. Get... Let me just adjust. I wanted to address something real quick that she yeah, said. Yeah, I do. Though. I do want you to do that. She had. She mentioned uh, at the beginning um, something like, "Oh, we're accepting more Muslims now than we were before." And I, first of all, I have no idea if that's true or not. But like I said, Syrian refugees, 10,000 was the number, which is fucking nothing. 80% of them are women. There's a long, rigorous vetting process. But I feel like on that uh, issue, people always – there's a lot of people who like to talk about, 
like, well, look, we just got to be honest, man. They're more they're more likely to do, to do terrorism. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Nobody should deny that. But then there's also a second part of to that equation, which is it is also true that the overwhelming majority of the people you let in are not going to be any problem at all. So oh. if you're going to bring up the first fact, which is, yes, there's more religious terrorism coming from Islam today, then you also have to bring up the second fact and make clear that it's like it's like the same oh. thing with like like with Devin Tracy to bring him up again. Devin Tracy, when he brings up black crime, he always likes to talk about how it's disproportionate. It's disproportionate. They're doing more crime. They're doing more crime. They're doing more fucking crime. TJ, what don't you get, you aggressive cuck? But yeah. then he never brings up the second part of that, which is that the overwhelming majority of black people are you not know, criminals. I was on. Black crime I was on his show. I was on his show, and I actually Which no longer exists. Yeah, I was on his show that fell apart because he couldn't keep a group of people together. <laughs> Um, and, um, I, I, you know, I brought that up to him. I'm like, look, yeah, you're right. Everything you're saying about that is right. It is true that black people are like, you know, 14 times more likely to commit this crime or whatever. But what you're not realizing is they're 14 times more likely to commit a crime that is statistically insignificant in the white community. And even 14 times it is still pretty fucking insignificant. That's exactly and so right. You still end up with 99.99 whatever percent of black people have never murdered anybody. That's right. You know? And that that's the main so point. That, like every, that has every to be video, brought up too. Yeah, and oh, every video I've seen of him on that issue, that's the only fucking point that, that I keeps coming up in my head where I'm like, why don't you fucking acknowledge that obvious point instead of just harping away like a clown? Okay, but you know that. what Devin does though? And this is like this is Devin's tactics here. He goes and finds some racist incendiary rhetoric. He cuts out the part that's overtly racist and then just uses the buildup. And then when you fill in the blanks, like, yeah, I've heard this shit before from racists. And he's going here with oh, it. Oh, you just call me and racist. And you say, well, it. that seems racist to me. He's like, oh. Because now, of course, it's a bigger deal to call someone a racist than it is to actually be a fucking racist. I, I always wish that Devin Tracy would just say what he means. Because I think what Devin Tracy is trying to point out that is that in America... At the African-American community or the black community in America has some fucking problems that we can't solve. I, as a white man, can't help with some of the shit that's going on in the black community. That's true. And that is true. absolutely 100% fucking true. I agree with Devin on that. They have to fucking step up and stop some of the shit that's happening. With that being said, right... It, 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 what what Kyle said comes into play, right? We're not talking about this this giant number, right? Like it's most black people are not out there gang banging. No, of course not. <laughs> right. The vast majority are not. Yeah. Vast vast yeah. majority. And then but, also we haven't even reached the the broader conversation, which is one where Devin. I don't I don't know if he's guilty of this to be honest, but. Um, uh, why is it that those things are the way they are? Why is it that there are those disproportionate dude, numbers? Dude, because the I've, further right look, you I've go, literally the more asked, they are to I've say literally asked him this. Okay, I've literally asked him this. I've <laughs> right. asked Devin why, and he's like, "Why doesn't matter?" Yeah. Oh, it's like, okay, it does to me. Do we have yeah, a I, it kind of does. It, it kind of fucking does. It's the Shut fucking up, heart of the conversation. That's everything. Everything the, is why is yeah, that the case? And the reason why he gets called racist all the time is because he floats this th these statistics, which are true. The black community is killing itself in reprehensible numbers. This is true. I'm pretty much convinced he, he, doesn't, he wants people to call him racist. He floats shit like oh, this, course. but he never You're offers totally right, an man. idea. He, and then he stays away pathologically from any idea that would cause it. Yeah. It would be like if I said things that... 
kind of made me sound like a pedophile, but not quite. Like, right. Oh, wow. And then when you called me one, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, right. you called me a pedophile. How could you accuse me of that? Yeah. I was just pointing out statistics. Sometimes, sometimes children are sexual beings. Yeah. They, well, they need a, a, an older person to show them how to have De- sex. De- Devin has some points. Obviously, Devin has some points. Yeah. But at the same time, the, the what he's talking about, he, he's totally divorcing context and everything else from it. It's like, like TJ, we had this big debate with him. I remember what was going on. You're like, okay, well, what do you, how do you address poverty? How do you address all these other, uh, you know, some uh, police bias? How do you address bias? How do you, uh, bias in general? How do you address all these issues? And Devin was just like, no. Well, I remember another thing, another story from when I was a show. I'm like, he's, he, you know, I said like, you know, I, I've seen some people, I've seen some genuine examples of racism. Yes, of course. Who has? And he, I, you know, he's like, give me one. I'm like, okay. Well, one time I was at Waffle House and there was uh, some black people. They pulled up and they were kind of, they were from like a hip hop radio station or something. And they pulled in to go to Waffle House or go to the gas station or whatever. It was a gas station. Yeah, yeah, they were at a gas station, uh, you know. And then next thing we know, like 50 cops showed up at this little small town. And they're just looking at them. And they're just standing around like, yep. And this is in Mississippi. And, uh, you know, and Devin's like, so? You know, you gotta realize that uh, they're they're more likely to be violent. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they're more likely yeah. to be violent statistically, but so Devin wants there's to still the th- a minuscule no. chance. So what Devin is arguing for is the thought police. Someone yeah. hasn't done something yet, but they may do it, so they're guilty. You, you know, that, it's yep, like you might you be guilty because right your skin color indicates that there might be a slightly high, higher percentage that you're going to do this. It's like bullshit. Yep. Get out of here. And he wouldn't admit that was racist. That's why it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier, though. It's like you've got a segment of people who will not admit that anything is racist, no matter how racist well, it is. The, and you've got a segment of people that think everything is racist, no matter how innocuous it is. Well, it's it, the thing that set that whole the whole thing off was, you know, if you as an individual who's a member of this race has a problem with being harassed by the police, then maybe your race as a whole should stop committing crimes. Yeah, that's that's where that came from. It's, a, it's just a stupid idea. It's a stupid fucking word game that allows him to maintain this, this I'm, I'm, uh, I'm edgy. Uh, I, hate, I hate that word, but really he has this edge where it's like people can call me racist, I deny it, but I'm, but I'm actually kind of floating this idea without offering well, any you can't see groups Here's the thing, though. If you call him a racist, that justifies anything he will do to you. Right, exactly. But, but the problem is, is when you see you, when you take groups as monoliths and you take them as giant things, so you take whites or blacks or whoever, it's like, you know, I saw this on the left where it's like the white lash. Oh, there's too many whites voting for Trump, and that's what caused this. Like, you cannot be so reductionist that you look at someone and take one superficial trait and say, this is the, this oh, is the God, answer. No. I, I, as yeah. a white person, I walk around and I look at what other white people are doing, and I go, what the like I don't feel some solidarity because we have less melanin. You know what I mean? Right. I look at a person totally. and I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I see white people doing shit all the fucking time. That makes and, me go, "Jesus Christ, what are you fucking doing?" And like, that kind of thinking, in. that kind of thinking leads to terrible fucking policies. Like with stop and oh, yeah. frisk, there was some sort of there was some uh, study on stop and frisk, and they found that like 98 percent of them, or some crazy high number, yielded absolutely nothing. So oh, you're yeah. just going around. You have no probable cause. You have no reasonable suspicion, and you're just fucking fris- stopping and frisking people. Now, yeah. obviously, who do they stop and frisk? They stop and frisk minorities yeah. because, Walk like we were black. saying before. And- and that like started we in before, New York City, right? That whole oh, policy yeah. originated um, well, you, in New York City. You, you know what? You, you know what's interesting is New York City had this huge reduction in crime. We've, we've seen a huge reduction in violent crime throughout the U.S. But the interesting thing that you really see is that stop and frisk 
was not a huge part of it. When you look at the That's efficacy right. of, of stop and, and frisk. No, no, you're right. It was the opposite. In fact, I yeah. covered the story a while ago. It was yeah. they, they they stopped doing stop and frisk, and then in like the year following, crime dropped. Yep. So it didn't. It didn't. It, it wasn't doing dick. It all it was doing was taking away people's Fourth Amendment rights. Again, well over ninety percent of people they got nothing out of it. And by the way, think about how. And of the things they got, how much of it was just a little bit of weed? It was probably most of the people they stopped right. who had well, something. It was crime. Crime dropped because they stopped Wait, but, charging people with but, petty crime. You know what the truth is with the policing yeah. system in this country is really it's 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 the profit motive. Like look at uh, civil forfeiture. Look at fucking stop and frisk. It's just looking for something to bust you on so you have to give them some right. money i'm i'm a big fucking I'm, I'm an empathetic person and as a white person i try and put myself in the shoes of a black person who's just walking home from fucking work and the cops pull up and they're allowed to fucking pat me down for no reason other than the fact that i was walking down the fucking sidewalk that's yeah, bullshit white they people are. would be up in fucking arms about this why do we think that this is an answer you're aggressive to Paul. the fucking problem you such a you're regressive such a if you've cop. done nothing wrong if you've done nothing wrong and you're walking down the street you're right why the fuck should you be fucking if stopped? a cop walked up to me and i was walking down the street and was like freeze i'm gonna frisk you i'd tell him to go fuck himself i'd probably get a, 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 arrested what would you do if like a george zimmerman rode up on you and was Jesus like, Christ! I don't know. I'd run. run. I'd run the fuck away. And by the way, look, my so one of my guilty pleasures. I'm like semi embarrassed to admit this is I actually like to watch the show Cops. And yeah. when I watch that show, I, like I always say it's like I call it the biggest fifty fifty show ever because half the time when they show up and they're stopping like an assault or they show up and there was some violent crime, you're going, oh, that's fucking awesome because I don't want to do that, and that person's a fucking hero for showing up at the place where nobody wants to be. But then the other half the time, they're doing a, an illegal search on somebody and they find some weed and they're like, okay, we got to bring you in over this. They find somebody with some drug paraphernalia. Yeah, they're doing some Another undercover. They bust oh, people. dude. Some yeah, undercover we're thing. You, you, you see the dime bag. Yeah. You see the dime yeah. bag of weed on the, on the hood. Yeah. Of the, and then you're, go, you're going to jail now. And it's like, you do in other states, people people just go and buy these in stores. I mean, I, I, always, I always used to watch cops back in the day and watch them doing these fucking big elaborate stings for weed. And I, I was just stopped. like, what the fuck are we spending our fucking Not money on? I stopped watching cops when every episode on TV was in the city I lived in at that <laughs> yeah. point. Not to change. Oh, Albu Albuquerque. Oh, Not God. to change the subject too much, but you mentioned guilty pleasures. I was wondering, do uh, you have any YouTube guilty pleasures? pleasures because i like so, watching these terrible top 10 lists man who doesn't i'll watch the shit out of um, those so i'll tell you who i watch on youtube i don't know if any of them are guilty pleasures because i actually just enjoy watching i'll watch your sure. i'll watch your stuff i watch your stuff all the time i watch uh sargon of akkad um good channel and you're appearing on his show later this weekend aren't you yeah i think i think tomorrow at some point though i haven't brushed cool. up the exact time but i should cool. uh, be doing check that, that out tomorrow too. at some point um, I've actually started watching a lot recently uh, Jimmy Dore show. He's kind of taken off recently. He's, uh, Didn't he spit in Alex Jones's face? Um, I think so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> what did you make of that whole thing, by the way? Yeah. Oh, the, oh let me just ask you a question. I know you, you, you kind of, maybe you, you, you know Jank kind of or whatever, but uh, who do you think would have won that fight if that actually had come down to a real I'd bet on Alex, to be honest. Just Because I kind of feel like Jank would have won. I don't know. Jank was way, pit, way more pissed. I'm pretty sure Jank is bigger. Jank is bigger, but you know what? Alex is one of those gun nut fucking self-defense. Uh, he let's might take guns no. I'm talking about, like, fists. 
I still think I Alex think Jones because. wins. I'll, I, I think you guys underestimate Alex Jones. I Maybe really I do. do. Jank, I do. No, no, no. Dude, Jank was a football player. He would have fucked up Alex Jones. There you Alex, go. Alex, I don't know. Was a bodybuilder, he was, he was a big guy. I Look, don't know. Dude, Alex Jones was a bodybuilder. <laughs> he was. But I don't point, know. A football player. He was pretty ripped. Bodybuilders just oh, like, I, I look good. Football so, players dude, like. Jank and fucking Alex Jones get in the octagon, settle it once and for all. I think Jank doesn't stand a chance against Alex. And, you know, once again, anecdotal evidence. I'm the king of anecdotal evidence. But I've been living in Texas for a fucking year, and I don't want to. I don't fuck with anybody in Texas because even the smallest, most unassuming fucking dude. Yeah, seriously, uh, Kyle, this is gonna blow your mind. That is Alex Jones right there. Can you see it? You gotta. You have to minimize him. To oh no. shit! I can't hold, see on, it. You, hold on. Yeah, hold on. We got to minimize oh, you for second, a second, Kyle, for you to see it. There, he is. there you go. Oh, poor Alex, man. That No wonder why he's always taking pictures with yeah. his shirt off now. He's just yeah. trying to relive the glory days. Yeah. He's, pine, he's pining for the good old days when he was ripped. Now now show the one of him on a, on a horse without a shirt and compare so we can <laughs> I laugh. I love that picture. Yeah. <laughs> Let's show him with that, that one. I love that picture. Dude, he is sucking in his... Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. He's sucking in that gut. I'm a fat guy. I know what a sucked in gut looks like. Oh, he is yeah. sucking in that gut on that fucking horse. I hate Alex Jones, but I have to admit, he is fucking ripped here. He was. Dude. He was. Dude, <laughs> In his youth, Alex Jones was in really great shape. Yeah. There's no denying no, it. No, no, I'll go further. He was just a good-looking guy back then. Yeah. I mean, he, oh, yeah, sure. He still yeah. is, dude. I'd fuck yeah. Alex Jones. Oh, no. No, 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 no. You're not even gay. Shut up. Paul, now, yeah, come on, you fucking troll. <laughs> now he looks like a decrepit beluga whale. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think Alex Jones is a bad-looking dude. I, I mean, I, he's not hideous. Yeah. But, but, okay, so we got some Paul fat insecurity coming out no, on the I'm show. I'm just saying, like, hey, oh, Alex you know what? Like, no, that is true. Too bad. That is true. Pat, his Paul loves any fat person, his face dude. now. I do. Yeah. I, my, all Paul of is Paul's an favorite of pro folks. wrestlers are all the like the yeah. big fat wrestlers. I'm from instant. The 80s. Look, look, I grew up like I was a I was a thin kid up until the sixth grade, and then I became fat, and I've been fat my entire fucking life. And I, I, my position on a person is instantly softened when they're fat. I can't See, help that. That's why Paul hates me. That is why I hate you, <laughs> Ben. Because you ben. used to be chubby, and now you're in good shape. You fucking piece of. Shit, you traitor. <laughs> All right, you guys want to try to get through one more video before we end this? Because let's, let's get, try. we're winding down here. Yeah, let's yeah, try. Yeah. Go for it. And we didn't get too many, because but you know, it's good. we got a lot of talkative people here. Um, let me just take a look at what we got here in the fucking file. Oh, how's about um? Oh, I guess we could subject Kyle to the most horrible segment Feminist. on the show. Slam poetry, hissing, screeching, squawking. Fuck you to all the men. I am blaming you. Oh yeah. You know we had a uh, a few episodes ago. We had David Pakman, who does consider himself a feminist. Yeah, on the show. That's true, and so. it was remarkably uncontentious from us yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, well, he's a nice I, guy. I have Whenever to say. We, I've I've called myself that at times too. You know, uh, I've I've said I'm either in a either I'm fine with the label egalitarian or I'm fine with the label feminist. But then when I said that, my audience was like, "Fuck yourself with a rusty bucket." Well, that's because feminist doesn't mean Susan B. Anthony. Yeah, it anymore. doesn't anymore. Like well, I didn't have so a problem with feminism. Now until it means about this bitch. Today Are we will be bitches? reading an original slam Sorry. poem called "A Day in the Life." Of a third world oh, woman no. living in America. No, please. So I'm just going to warn you to prepare for pain because this okay. is 100% going to be bad. Let him, yeah, let yeah. me just Go say, ahead, let me just say, we have yeah. to, like, it, so 
I think I'm not. It might have been you, TJ, who introduced me because I I think I said might have even been on one of the times we did my maybe my first time doing drunken peasants or something that I like yeah I'll call myself a feminist why not and you were like well, and then you <laughs> kind of broke it down for me and you were like well look there's a there's like this third wave feminism which is basically the dumbest fucking thing you've ever heard in your life and then yeah. after that I kind of looked into it and I was like oh yeah that appears to be true <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> it is true I wish it weren't because you know what like. Uh, I've given, like, I did a few, fuck, I don't know if you know this, but when Anita Sarkeesian started raising money for her newest series, even though she hasn't finished the first one she did, I, I said, you know what, fuck that, I'm going to raise money for an actual feminist charity. I found a fucking charity that helps, it was the International Women's Health Coalition. They help women, they help women and girls in the third world do things like secure abortions in countries where that's maybe against the law or whatever, or they, they, they pay to have girls educated in countries where the state won't educate them. Um, you know, and it's run by feminists, and I support it. You know, so by that metric, I'm a feminist. But when I look at the feminism here in America, by 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 and large, it's like that video game character's right. tits are too big. This is going to destroy Anita, the fabric of society. Yeah, why are they not talking about like female genital mutilation? And, they used to. Right. I mean, that's sex, that's so really the, what the sex trade, like real misogyny. That's really what feminism you know? used to be about, Ben. Anyway, like, maybe uh, maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised by this, though. When no. I no. when I saw Anita Sarkeesian's um, YouTube channel for the first time. I was like, I, I honestly thought it may have been a parody because you know, it, all the likes and dislikes are disabled, the comments are disabled, and it's all her literally talking about video game characters. And by the way, it, her the arguments contradict themselves. So like one time, it's like, well, you know, you how dare you uh, have this female character who's got like giant tits and is like really attractive. And then when they change it, it's like, well, you know, how dare you have the big character be the one who is really aggressive because now you're saying she's I, I have not a great feminine enough. Of like I you was just argue of, on both sides of everything. Dude, I, I have a great example of this hypocrisy from Anita Sarkeesian. It actually does involve big boobs. She she once said that um, Lara Croft is bad because her tits are huge and she's a sex object. Then when they came out with some later games and they made her tits smaller, they said, oh, they made her tits smaller because they're trying to defeminize her and make her huh. more masculine. You that's know, what I'm saying. So like, that's win. the stuff I'm talking about. Like, you're not, they're not even trying to make sense. They're not even trying to, like, have an actual greater cause to care about, like, women's equality, well, how, like, most countries on the fucking planet don't treat women equally. It's just like, I'm just going to be mad about some video games. Here's an interesting example. I, I was in a public place, and Anita Sarkeesian came walking through the door, like, totally unplanned. And she was behind me, and I took a selfie with her in the background, and I was accused of rape oh, ben, uh, and stalking. Put Ben in jail. Yeah, yeah, they wanted to put, put me, him in fucking they, jail. Like, the great thing about that is one of the main guys. You belong there, Ben, the for great taking thing, that picture. The great thing about that is one of the main guys that attacked Ben and said that it was harassing oh, women yeah, what to happened do that. To him? What happened to him? He ended up uh, shacking up with some 15-year-old girl or trying oh. to <laughs> and uh, getting caught by the police Hannibal for that. Hannibal the victor. So. Oopsie. I don't, I'm, okay. I'm interested in what these two non-third world uh, teenage right. girls... Let's hold on, hold on. Uh, Kyle wanted to say yeah, something first. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it's okay, I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I woke up this morning, and my father told me, Good morning, sweetheart. Sweetheart? 
Sweetheart is a derogatory, sexist, racist. It's called a fucking term of endearment, oh my bitch. God. It's already the worst thing I've ever heard. The constant control that they have over our lives, telling us how Are our morning should trolls? go, stabbing me like a knife no. in the chest. This is. I think this might be trolling. Okay. I hope no, it's this trolling. can't be real. By, no, no, no. So. This can't be real. I feel like this is fake. Why? This has to be fake. Dude, we've seen so much bad shit. I know, but it's... Why? Look at her face right now. Look at her fucking reason. The girl on the left. Look at her face right now. Her face right now is trying to hold back a laugh. Okay, well, let's see. We're being trolled. Let's continue on. I'm pretty sure we're being trolled. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she's just... Yeah, she's... His words are like a dark cloud that's blocking the sun. I am a flower and I am unable to grow because I am not a man. And at my patriarchal and oppressive workplace, I told my misogynist. This is fake. Yeah, yeah this, this is fake. Yeah, yeah. This is not real fake. Uh, yeah, I, dude, we have seen too much of this. Yeah, like, initially I was like, well, I know, let's give I know the hallmarks of real feminist. Well, yeah, poetry. I wanted to give them and a second to see if they, they actually. Yeah, but this is too. This is too coherent. All right, yeah. well, let's watch. Uh, since we can't watch this disgusting horse shit, let's watch even more disgusting well, horse shit. Here's Tucker Carlson. Oh God, why? Most remarkable presidential election in memory is how so many of us in the media got it so wrong. So, Tucker Carlson. Wonder, is he What's a virgin? Your, uh, he's probably a virgin. I, no, I so. dude, come on. He's definitely paid for sex. He's come swimming on. in pussy. Come on. <laughs> come on. Oh, no. Come he on, doesn't just pay for sex. He pays, he pays for women to, like, shit on his face. Oh, oh yeah. I think so. <laughs> Does he wear a bow tie while they do it, too? <laughs> totally. Uh, honestly, 100%. if a woman shit on his face, it'd be an improvement, so whatever. It would be. <laughs> every person with a high-paying job in Washington, New York, and Los Angeles Paul, can I demanded that? that voters not support Donald Trump for president. But they did it anyway, <coughs> and we never saw it coming. Yeah. Why is that? We found to unravel the mystery is New York yeah. Times columnist yeah, 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 and two-time yeah, yeah. Pulitzer Prize winner Nick Kristof. His latest column is entitled... Look at this fucking guy. What the fuck what is the this? What the fuck is that thing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. Someone get the flamethrower. What is you this? You have gray hair, dude. dude just, or or just watching the fucking it. thing? Dude, it looks like that fucking guy who used to star in that Mad About You thing, like, oh, like Paul Reiser, Paul Reiser, with acid. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> Paul he looks Reiser. like Paul Reiser had acid thrown in his face. Dude, oh, yes. that's true. Thing. Ugh. Oh, you nailed it. Nicholas Kristoff, thanks for joining us. Appreciate Good it. Good to be with you. Hideous. So you got this new column out, 12 steps for people. Sorry, I wouldn't make fun of him, but I know he's about to say some reprehensible shit he anyway. Is. That's oh, going to justify me making dude, fun he, of him. He's on Tucker Carlson. Exactly. By the election. And I won't go through all of them, but he's a sample, volunteer to fight Islamophobia, join the ACLU, donate to Planned Parenthood, <laughs> is it, take on sexism and misogyny, sort of all the stations of the cross of lifestyle exactly. liberalism. But there's no number 13, which is assess why this happened. Think deeply about why an event you didn't predict came to pass. Why not? Well, fuck. I actually agree with that. Yeah, me too. Let's see what but Christoph the, the, Their spin is probably going to be horrible, uh, but that premise I actually do agree with. Let's see what Christoph said. Actually, that is within the 12. Uh, one is to get out of our echo okay. chambers and so to follow people on Twitter or Facebook okay. who do not agree with you. Uh, make sure that you okay, have Okay, I like this so far, actually. This is surprising me. If you have a friend Some Fox News shit. If you're a Clinton supporter, if you you're drifting to the right, TJ. No, no, I mean, like, all he's saying is, like, follow people who disagree with you on Twitter and, and stuff. No, and yeah, he's saying, let's try to diagnose why we miss Trump. He's saying diagnose that. So, yeah. so far, so, so good. So, actually, I like him. Sorry, you don't look like a melted Paul Reiser. You're okay. <laughs> Just forget I said that. It still does. suggestion of why people might have voted. I read your columns, so I know. I think it was in September you had this. Tucker, bring back the bow tie. Hashtag bring back the bow tie. The North Korean government. I wanted you to look like Doctor Who again. Come on. It's the American Nazi Party. 
It seemed very uncharitable to me. There was no room for... So, like, who is Tucker the nephew of to, like... Keep him getting, getting shows. We, we talked about this because Tucker, like, he, I'm sure Kyle, being, being a political guy, remembers when Jon Stewart went on Crossfire and, and completely eviscerated Tucker oh, Carlson. Totally. Um, and, and since then, it seems like he keeps showing up, um, and, and I don't know why. Despite shitty ratings, everywhere he goes, he has horrendous ratings. He sucks. No one wants to watch him because he's horrible. He's so fucking boring, dude. He's yeah. the most boring person on Fox. And that's yeah. saying something. He's so fucking boring. He's so unoriginal. He has nothing to say. But they give him a show. No, it's on on cable TV, like all these cable news stations, it's just a fucking insular circle jerk of people who already know each other and have all been hired by the other places. And it's like, if you really think about it, in a free market sense, they're just utter disasters because they're like, it, TV is like there's a limited number of channels and like, so it's like a forced market in a certain sense. Meanwhile, like people like us, we're on the internet where people have unlimited options and there's still people who actually choose to watch us. Imagine, imagine how many views Tucker Carlson would get if he had to launch a YouTube channel. Uh, like three or four Jack thousand shit. a video. Jack fucking three or four thousand a video. If at that, best. at best. You at know best. what? Yeah. I, it, the show's almost over, and I really think we should tell Kyle about the next episode, so he That's knows. That's true. And we, we get to pimp the episode, and I'm gonna bring uh, the uh, donation screen up. Okay, so Kyle, um, on uh, Monday's show, it'll be our 300th episode. It's our, it's be our 300th episode, and we're celebrating. Oh damn! It's already over. Oh fuck, dude! So, yeah. you, oh, drunken peasants audience, you get a special. Yeah, surprise. you guys. Are awesome. Let me let me explain. You this get a concept. special surprise on 300. Because explain of that. to Kyle. All right, so. This is wheel. It's called wheel of torture. We actually changed the name to wheel of misfortune. Four twenty. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Fine, Scotty. Calm down. Calm the fuck down, Scotty. It's awesome, dude. I'm sorry. Okay. What we have here is we have an S and M game show <laughs> with three contestants competing in trivia. But when they get questions wrong, you don't lose points or anything. Our in-house dominatrix. We have an in-house dominatrix who's gonna beat your ass when you get questions wrong, and it's gonna be beautiful. That's I am awesome. You I know spin, awesome. you Kyle to wants to be on. I, I, I saw it in his eyes. He's like, bring me on this show. <laughs> and the winner will win over $3,000. I, I would like to say oh. that. This is the prize fund yeah. just for them. I can't actually be on it, but I think it's awesome. <laughs> I would like to say, Kyle, that I am the only one of the drunken peasants that is ballsy yeah, he, enough. He's going to be in it. He's, he's be a contestant. Guy. I am a contestant in this, so I will oh, be getting my... Oh, get fucked, Paul. You're doing it for the money, buddy. Ballsy. No, it's balls. Oh, balls. Balls. It's yeah, it's bullshit. It's three grand, right? Paul. It's three fucking grand. <laughs> You're right. And I have money on you, Paul, and I'm still saying that to you. Kyle, yeah, they did take a bet. Kyle, you gotta watch it, dude. It's gonna be fucking hilarious. For, forgive me for my naivete here, but what, like, how bad could it get with the dominatrix? So they, like, oh, fucking... Oh, Kyle. Oh, yeah. She's, she's Kyle's gonna get real bad. I've I have created a series of rules that I'm pretty sure yeah. can get past I YouTube. Dude, but are still going to be pretty fucking and brutal. And she'll show no mercy. Yeah, dude, Kyle, I, I, I'm i not even trying to pimp this to you in some bullshit way. Like, you're going to see legitimately see two fat fucking guys suffer. And one skinny guy. One skinny guy. And one really skinny guy. I wanted them all to wear flesh-colored yoga pants. That would have been fucking hilarious. We could still make that happen. All right. Okay. Great. No, I remember last time. Last time I was on, we were taught. We started talking about like something similar, and uh, TJ was saying, "Like, no, yeah, you don't get it. Sometimes, you know, you want pleasure with a side of pain." And I was like, "Nah, man, I want my pleasure with a side of pleasure." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel it. I feel it. Whatever. But you know, that ain't how I is. If someone taps out, they 
forfeit the money. That is true. If if someone says their safe word, they lose automatically. Yeah, I mean, so there's so two ways to win. You can win on tri- trivia points, or you can win if both the other. The higher out. it gets, audience. Yeah, the and more the, the the fucking hard look. Pimp Monk and fucking Paul and Repsion all hate each other. Like I've I've received messages from Repsion saying he fucking wants Paul dead. He yeah. wants. It, it's literally <laughs> called the wheel of ditch. torture. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our dominatrix is a a, a, a cam a internet cam model. You're gonna get your ass with beat, Paul. Gigantic breasts. You, you know, you know what, Paul? Can we pull up a picture of the, the dominatrix we have in studio? TJ, can I cut a promo against Paul? Do it. You, you bet know on what? Me. You know what? I saw. I, you know what? Even despite betting on you, Paul. I don't think you're going to fucking win. I don't know if you have what it fucking takes, Paul, because I'll do it for Pitmonk because he couldn't do it himself because Pitmonk, you know, he sucks talking. And you're yeah, stu- yeah. Pitmonk, you're stupid, but whatever. Wait, can, I just say, can I just say real yes, quick? Yes, Kyle, Pro- go ahead. Props I don't to know how much we can go through this. Props to whoever's laptop yeah. that is because when you opened the new tab and it showed all the previous uh, tabs there, there were no porn ones. So that was yeah. well played because if I opened <laughs> that's a new my, tab, it'd that's, be like eighty-seven percent porn. That's porn actually hub, porn that, hub. that's actually my uh, personal computer. Yeah, yeah. Ben does not. Ben does no porn. Ben. So Paul ben doesn't need porn. You've talked a lot of shit. I have. Shut the shit. fuck up, TJ. I didn't say anything. Shut fuck the you. fuck up. I, I just just You're not gonna find her preemptively. There. Just go to Twitter. Go to Twitter. The audience will be entertained oh, yeah, with yeah. this and Paul. You I'm might want to pull this off the screen in case. Paul, you're you know, a piece of shit, dude. You're not gonna fucking win. You know what? You're not gonna win. Because the questions, Paul, are going to be too fucking hard for you. Because you know what, Paul? You might be a smart guy, but you come the intellect of Scott fucking Kirk, you're fucking destroyed. I, hey, look. The trivia, Paul, is going to be selected so you fucking lose, Paul. Because you know what? Maybe, Paul, maybe you pulled that fucking rabbit out of the hat, but I think you go around to reach into that hat, Paul, and you come out with fucking air, and the audience sees you what you are. Empty and hollow, it Paul. Could be. You're a this hollow is, motherfucker. You are not going to win. This is WWE trash talk right oh, now. This I'm, watching, I'm watching SmackDown. You see this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Account. This is yeah. yeah you know, I agree. Oh, well, with Kyle. I agree with Kyle. I enjoy my pleasure with a side of more pleasure. Yes. But there is there is over three thousand dollars on the line. There's here. three thousand so, dollars, Kyle. Um, look, and Paul I, wants that money. I'm a fat guy. My back is bad. I'm in pain every day of my life. I am gonna fucking get that money. That fat fuck catfish pimp monk is gonna pay me that money. Repsian never even had that money me. anywhere near him. It's over. It's over what already. They, that looks like her. Yeah, it what is they her. Like, I'm going to find my favorite photo. Oh, okay. Is she bringing animals? Are there animals involved? I have no idea. I'm and, not allowed. Damn, Kyle. Kyle went somewhere we didn't even think about. He's like, is there going to be like some animals? Oh, yeah. We're going to have a big horse. We're going to have a donkey show. Rape him up the Kyle, ass. Kyle wants the donkey show to happen. Here's okay. a good one. <laughs> let me, there we go. Let me tell you what happens, This is Kyle. a Tijuana, Kyle. Come on. I can't Stan. see it. I can't see it, by the way, guys. We're, we're going to move it over in a second. We're going to move it over in a second. I'm staying with TJ right now, and what happens is these guys. Our uh, dominatrix. Yeah, uh, uh, TJ is going to tap out because she doesn't have a fat ass. Yeah, no, TJ's well, not, 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 not in it. I'm not in it, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Oh, you're you know not what? in it. Okay. And I, I've seen her ass. She does have a fat ass. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, not, it's not giant. I see no hips from this angle. I must yeah, say. Yeah, I, I just tell shit, you. Dude. Okay, back here. This right here. Well, show yeah. show him a picture of her ass. Is there a picture of her ass anywhere? Ben, show. I don't know. I'm afraid to scroll through this. Yeah. You'll be. Might. Oh right. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. That, fair that enough. Hold on. I must go through a little more until I find the the, the, the oh yeah. There we go. The point being is that is, all right? I mean, that's not the best in the world, but that's pretty good. Oh shit, TJ. You gotta. Hey, she can't. She can't punish oh, me. Oh, she will, dude, anyways. I'm the host. Dude, yeah, she yeah, will, hey, anyways. TJ, you full TJ, shit. Oh, I know you're... TJ, I know you're, like, you're, you're, you do your ass of the day thing, so I know that, like, it's well known on the internet that you, you like women with fat, women with fat asses. But, yeah, really fat. Um, 
No, 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 but uh, so you said this one's okay. I'm here to tell you I out-fat-ass you because oh, I like bigger than that. fuck, dude. Damn. He bro. out he just, Oh, dude, you. he just called you. You gonna take that wait shit, a minute, you little wait bitch? A I didn't hear what he said. <laughs> Kyle has he said a, he out-fat-ass you. Kyle has a yeah, fatter no, ass like, that was, He looked at ass... Like, no. Like, that's not okay, but, like, I'm not I even, mean, you know, like... That's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, whatever. Dude. Yeah. I try to demean our dominatrix. She will beat the fuck out of you, no, she Kyle. She TJ did. He did. Oh, TJ, you were fucked, dude. Dude, I want to see Kyle's big, fat ass now. Like, if, Oh, jeez. You know, what? Oh, you want to see ideal for me? No, I, I, I thought you said ideal? that you had a fatter ass than no, that chick. No, 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 he fucking no, didn't. No, no. I, I don't even, I barely of... have an ass. I'm not even sure if okay. it counts as an ass. Are... I'm talking about what I like on women. Right, right, yeah. okay, okay. So, so I you imagine you Kyle's like, ass, Kyle's got a fat ass, really? He likes big jiggly. Kyle, listen, listen, if I was scrolling through some shit and I saw that ass, I'd keep scrolling. Sure. Yeah, me too, me too. Oh, damn. But I'm saying, like, if I look at that ass, I'm like, you know, that's all right, Mr. if you're watching, yeah, quote no, from TJ, uh, then, if I saw that agree. ass while I was scrolling, if I saw the ass while I was scrolling, I'd keep on fucking scrolling. All right. She's so, got nice tits, though. Before we go, hold on I'd one second. I'd stop at those tits for a second. Before we go, I just want to say that what happened there was uh, I was imagining Kyle Kalinske <laughs> with a big, fat Brazilian ass. I thought he was sitting on and a it, big... And it actually turned you on a little you bit. Really yeah. Think, yeah. Do you I really think? Do you really think that Kyle has got a big, fat fucking ass? Oh, Just looking at me. So he clearly don't. Maybe no, so, dude. I've never uh, seen him from the waist down. Maybe he's got a bad, fat ass. All the fat in his body just goes, just quick, yeah. went down to his ass. Yeah, maybe so, Paul, no. Paul, do you think Kyle's a mestizo, too? He might be, I'm yeah. A there you go. All right, we're both Polish. We're not mestizos. I'm a mestizo. No, dude, Kyle, you're a mestizo. No. I don't know what is. that is. What is this? Uh, <laughs> the mestizo. No, oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. How dare you say that? Uh, okay. How dare you say Mexicans that? Mexicans would be considered mestizos. No, uh, nope, that's not the mestizo we're talking about. Yeah, what's a mestizo? Space I don't know what that race. is. All right, whatever. All right, Kyle, sorry for the confusing inning. The show is over. Yeah, thank you for joining we're, us. We're drunk and no longer right, with guys. your giant, Fuck fat, you, Brazilian ass. I'm amazing. Hope we can Always get you fun, back guys. again Always tonight. Fun. Look forward to seeing your yeah, new studio. Everyone, me, subscribe. Everyone, everyone go subscribe to Kyle. Secular Talk. Check out awesome his new channel. studio. He's we watch it all Monday, the time. Right? Are you moving on Monday still on your new studio? Yes, I'll be in my new studio cool. on Monday. Right. Check out Kyle's Kyle, shit. Kyle, you should come to Seattle and be come in our studio. In yes. our studio. Yeah. We Anytime you want, Kyle. There's a couch right, thanks, here. Guys. How can you refuse it? All right, awesome. do it. He's like, thanks, I'm not doing that. Thanks, I'm not going to do that, <laughs> but thank it. you so much. I'm going to kidnap Kyle. Kyle. Kind offer. I'm gonna kidnap right, Kyle on Amtrak and take him on Amtrak. Yeah, I think he's good where he is, man. All right. Nope. Good night, everyone. Please give it a thumbs up. Thank you, Kyle. Subscribe, Kyle. Good night. Later, guys. Good night, everybody. Thanks, Kyle. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.